Welcome to episode number one of the Navigating Dystopia podcast. I'm your host, Rob Goodwin, and joining me are my partners in chaos and debauchery, as well as being my co-hosts. We have Houston. We have a problem. Harris, say hello, Houston. Oh, God. Uh, Jason, I'm just here for the Whiskey Marlowe. Say hello, Jason. Hello, Jason. <laughs> and uh, Caleb, Jesus built my hot rod stoots. Say hello, Caleb. What's up? What's up? All right, we are here for episode one, and it is the first podcast, so it's guaranteed to be an outright shit show. So uh, thank you already for hanging in there. And uh, we do have a uh, live follower uh, count, so we know how many people are following us at any given moment. So thank you to the six of you that are currently following us right now, and we really appreciate your support. (laughs) It's a tidal wave of support so far, and we really appreciate that. So, But anyway, in this episode, you're going to get to know us and get some intel on why we're here and what you can expect from here on out as we are sadly promising future episodes. So we're just kind of kicking the tires on this thing today, and I can promise you that future episodes will find us in our usual comfort zone. Um, So imagine four guys at the bar, three whiskeys in, talking about all the things you're never supposed to talk about in mixed company, you know, like politics, religion, conspiracy theories, your diet, your food, your health, and the lies and bad science that comes with all that shit. And more. And that is what we've been doing for months during our workouts together, because we're all workout partners and we've been training together for years. Um, As many of you who've followed my breadcrumbs to this current venture and this podcast, you well know that I come from a fitness, nutrition and bodybuilding background. I've been doing that for literally 25 years. But what you may not know is that Um, I've been heavily steeped in the political and conspiracy world for well over a decade now, maybe even longer. Uh, Time flies. But uh, as it all goes hand in glove with the deception and outright junk science of the health, nutrition and fitness industries. But the funny thing is that the four of us uh, are all workout partners, as I said. And these uh, these three guys have been with me in the trenches for years, killing it in the gym and helping me personally over the last six years in various bodybuilding competition preps. So we've definitely pulled each other out of a few foxholes under heavy fire more than a few times. So in this pivotal, crazy-ass Twilight Zone year of 2020, we figured we'd take our endorphin-laced, adrenaline-ridden, whiskey-soaked, conspiracy-rich, toxic masculinity off of the workout floor and uh, bring it into my office, uh, into the private sector, and onto the masses with this podcast and uh, this exciting new project as a whole. So we're basically six months into one of the worst and most important years of uh, our lifetimes and perhaps one of the most important elections in modern times. And uh, so without further ado, on with episode one. Um, Everything intersects, and that's what brought us together. We believe that or screw that. We know that politics, health, food, conspiracy theory, critical thinking, prepping, self-preservation, faith, religion, all of that, it all intertwines. It all works together. It all one leads to the next. So our mission is to expose the corruption of the globalist NWO deep state extreme socialist socialist left-leaning progressive narrative. And we want to unvask the venality with your health and nutrition because 
telling you guys, that shit goes deeper than you ever imagined. And in this medium, I can finally kind of take the leash off and talk about that stuff the way I've always wanted to. Um, we will engage in taboo and revealing political discourse and, you know, the kind of shit that you never talk about at, fa at family gatherings and, and uh, you know, hol uh, holiday gatherings and so forth. But things like self-preservation, you know, it is prepping, uh, critical thinking, patriotism, faith, biblical pro prophecy, higher consciousness, aliens, and so much more. So where will we go from here? Well, where will you go from here? So we just want to navigate this dystopian world together because this is not utopia, people. As you well know, we question everything and we will. We will continue to do that. And we reject the mainstream narrative that's being pushed by the, the major news networks that are controlled by four global corporations backed by the most rabidly fraudulent people on the planet. And we reject this whole new normal bullshit because there ain't shit about any of this that is normal. So really, it's time for us all to fight back, kids. And the reason I do this is I like to say it's, you know, uh, I want to say to my children and grandchildren that I was not afraid to stand up and do what's right. So uh, I think that does that bring Holy us in right? crap. What did I sign up to join here? I thought I was. This is why like, it did not let you read my oh. notes. Yeah. So you can you can tap out now is if you want. Manifesto? I'm, I'm just here for the whiskey. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, a pretty cool. Uh, it, it, so at this point, I think it's fair to say if any of you guys want to tap out now, nothing will be held against you. You just. Oh, that's bullshit. Sign the re. You're uh, getting judged, bitches. Yeah, that's extra squats. We type out. We type out now. It's extra squats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the workout will be much worse. A second leg day. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so anyway, um, you know, a lot of you came here because you follow me through the health and nutrition world, the fitness world, and uh, you now may be rethinking all that <laughs> since you know what what else I'm involved in. Run and, now, and, children. Yeah. So, but if you're kind of into all this stuff and you like critical thinking and you like peeling the layers off the onion, then I think you're going to enjoy what we're doing here because we do. Uh, we are going to try this to make this entertaining, but uh, all joking aside, this is some very serious subject matter and we're excited, uh, you know, several times a month minimum to bring you this show and just and just keep taking it to another level. So uh, I've talked enough. Uh, I tend to do that. So I'm going to get uh, my other guys involved here. Let them talk a little bit about themselves so you know a little bit more about them, where they come from and why they're here and how important they are to this little production and uh so anyway houston oh jesus houston harris uh tell us a little bit about you brother uh me i'm an old man 53 i've got kids and a wife uh second wife better wife perfect wife uh so finally i think i figured it out i found the path uh stumbled a lot prior to that uh raised as an army brat uh was told to question everything because dad did two tours in vietnam and came back pretty screwed up and i don't mean like the sitcom version of screwed up i mean the yeah let's discuss this over whiskey because i can't have a conversation with you in a healthy manner without being drunk and get all my inhibitions down hey 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 yeah you know, I, don't throw stones here. yeah but you're a, you're a happy drunk i'm happy yeah there's, okay. a, there's a difference i've seen two types there's and, and beaters you know so um so i was raised in a very i, I, I think jason might be a beater drunk too uh <laughs> what, are we talking about with. are we talking about physical assault or we wait never mind yeah right, it's all of the above all of the above so i was raised by a father in a family unit that was trying to be nuclear because that's the time period that we were growing up but we didn't really get it we didn't understand so we're extremely dysfunctional 
Uh, I'm not sure how we stayed together uh, other than mom held it together. And it's really shaped how I look at things. Um, I do have issues with authority from time to time, but also I recognize that authority needs to be in place most of the time in order. There needs to be rules. There needs to be structure, things of that nature. Um, so for me, it's I approach everything like a, like a, a proper reporter or scientist should. Who, what, when, how, why. Ask the questions. Do your own research. Don't just take it at face value. Don't just... Well, so-and-so said this. It must be true. That's a bunch of BS. I cannot stand that. Uh, I've got three kids, and my job is to protect and raise them, uh, provide them an environment to be happy. But part of that also is to be real with them, and I want them to be resilient. I want them to be able to bounce back. Um, and that's what I worry about is I don't know where all this is going. So I don't know how to prepare them Who for does? what 20 years looks like from now because it ain't going to be flying cars. I'm not worried about flying cars. Who cares? I'm worried about, are they going to be in a state that forces them to lockstep march in a certain way? And how much of that do they need to participate in that keeps them safe? But at the same time, be a creative thinker and a problem solver and be able to find some level of happiness. So uh, I'm, I've got concerns. And that's what pulled me here. I found it interesting as we were working out in between sets, we'd start these small conversations and suddenly realize, holy crap, I'm standing here with three guys that kind of feel the same at different stages of their life, uh, but we're all concerned with the same thing. So that, that to me, was a, an interesting place to pull us together. I think when it got to the point where we would work out for an hour and then we would talk on the floor for an hour and everybody was late back to work and everybody was getting in trouble and wives starting to call, then we realized that we were kind of on to something. And then during the lockdown, when the whole world changed and perceptions changed and we sort of all elevated a little bit, I think we all came together and it was just, uh, I think we really made the, the best out of a really, really bad situation. And uh, now I think everybody's operating on a little bit higher frequency. Right and now. I would say anger and confusion and frustration sure, probably yeah. became that common ground. And we started looking at each other saying, how do we get around this? And right. what can we do to each for each other to support each other? Even if it's just listening sometimes. So. Right. Sorry, got a little sappy there. Uh, yeah. Lift something heavy, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> My deal is completely different than yours. I mean, you know, I've known Rob 10 years and you longer, actually, probably 15 years through business. But Poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. But, you know, we just did the workout thing. And then, you know, I think uh, my epiphany moment was when a Sunday morning I was at work and, and you know, Rob sends me a, I think it's something through uh, maybe Instagram and you're like, Hey, watch this video. And so I just kind of pulled it up on a screen and it was the, uh, out of shadows video. And I was like, I'll, I'll let it play. And a few moments in, I was like, wow. Um, you know, an hour later, I'm completely ignored my work and just, you know, zoned in on this video. And I was like, okay, I need more and more and more. So I'm more or less the red pill guy here. I'm, you know, haven't, uh, haven't been in conspiracy theories along these guys. And you're the new Neo. Yeah, yeah, I'm the new Neo. I took the red pill. But the only thing is, you know, the funny part is I believed about 20% of what these guys said before we had, before I was red pilled. So I'm about 22% now. So, you know, <laughs> a bunch of idiots, more or less. But. So you're here for entertainment only. I'm here for the whiskey. Okay. Yeah. That's all. And, you know, fun fact, we're all two drinks in right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a full disclosure podcast, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're being real, I, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you hide their secrets, and if there's secrets, there's doubt. And if you have doubt, you have problems. All right, we're cutting you off. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I think what I love what uh, Houston said. I mean, who doesn't love The Matrix? And the, the relevancy of that movie today with everything that's going on is just off the chain. And. 
you know, I often, we talk about this great awakening and this, you know, elevation to a higher level of, of awareness and consciousness through all this. And so many people are waking up and so many people have spent this time when they were locked down, uh, investigating and digging and, and things just opened up. And I think a lot of that has to do with the QAnon movement. You got to give credit where credit's due, regardless of how you feel about that. And we're going to talk about that in future episodes upcoming. But uh, there is this uh matrix blue pill red pill awakening right now and you kind of see the people that just took a fistful of the blue pills and said i'm going to believe the narrative no matter what and i'll die on that hill and it's really sad to see and then you see so many people alternatively who've taken the red pill and it reminds me of one of my favorite scenes in the movie the matrix where you know you know neo just has just taken the red pill he's you know been freed from the matrix you know, he's ripped all the cords and wires off and he's now in his real physical body and he's speaking to Morpheus, who's educating him on what the world truly is. And at one point, Neo stops and says, why do my eyes hurt? And Morpheus replies, because you've never used them. Right. And I think that has happened collectively well, with so many people. Wouldn't you agree with I, that? I do. And actually, that's that's a lot of me, because I mean, when I was you know taught growing up, you don't question authority. If a doctor says something, if a teacher if a principal says it, if a police officer says it, it's law. You follow, you obey, you don't question. And I don't know, you call it a midlife crisis, whatever, but I mean, I, I'm 45, so I'm kind of like, you know. A midlife crisis is a Corvette and hookers. Oh, well, um, okay. Just, I didn't know it's, if you read the manual. It's not that. I, I, it's this not is that. A but midlife conundrum. <clears throat> yeah. And so I'm like, you know, you know, why is any one person different than me? I can, I can, I'm an educated man. I can, you know, make my own decisions. I can get the facts and understand. And, kind of my own conclusions so that's pretty much where i'm at now the challenge the challenge i have with the matrix analogy is there sometimes i act like switch it's like i try to do my cardio at night i'll try to row and row mm -hmm. and row well it hurts it's hard to do you breathe too much yeah so i'll put on stupid videos of this crazy stuff and just let them cycle through and make recommendations and suddenly i go i want the blue pill please yep. because my head hurts because i don't yep. want this to be true i do that all the time that's why i have in the last couple of weeks i'll take one or two days off a week and i'll i'll shut everything the hell down yeah uh, uh, but the thing is and i think that's why and, and that's why and we're going to get to caleb in a second caleb is Who? such a caleb is he here oh, is he, he still here? here oh there he is wait okay. hello okay wake him up uh caleb is 22 years old the other three of us are older than dirt but uh, Caleb isn't your typical millennial type that's sitting in his mom's basement playing video games, sucking down monster energy drinks uh, with no real clue of what's going on in the world, just believing what some uh, idiot college professor has spoon fed him and drilled down his throat. Um, you know, it, he brings a whole different perspective. But I think, you know, talking about the blue pill, I think so many young people think I've got my entire life ahead of me. I don't want to know how shitty this world is. I, I don't want to. Uh, admit and accept the fact that everything is a shitstorm and it's spiraling out of control. I just want to be happy. I just want to live my life. I just want, you know, the I want to build this utopia with my family. So it's I think it's even tougher for us old guys who've lived some life. I think it's easier to accept the fact that shit's rolling and unraveling out of control. And our job right now is to protect our families and to wake people up and be providers and protectors. But I, I, there's a point where I get it when people just like turn it all off. I don't want to know anymore. 
take me back into the matrix, give me a big juicy steak and let me live my life without all these distractions. But unfortunately, I don't care how many of those damn things you, you can pop blue pills like Tic Tacs. It's not going to take away where we are and it's not going to change anything. So you better get prepared, right? Well, once exactly. You, once you pierce the veil, once you pop your cherry, you're done. There is, yeah. There's not getting it back. There's not corrective no. surgery. For no. this. Well, that's the thing. And then you start questioning everything. Oh, my God. You can't even watch a show. I mean, I was watching something the other day. My kids, well, one of my kids is fascinated by Five Nights at Freddy, the stupid game. And so I intentionally started looking at it going, where's the pedophilia iconography? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Episode four. Thanks. Okay. Now I've got to talk to we him about We are so this. aware now. And we have reached a higher level of being. And, you know, me and Jason were talking yesterday about Rick and Morty. You know, my... my oh, don't ruin Rick and Morty for me. Oh, two of my kids watch Rick and Morty. Now, when you know the just exquisite level of fucked up pedophilia yeah. that these guys are engaged in, and it's out there on their websites. You should see some of the short films these guys make, and they've even injected that to a couple of episodes of Rick and Morty where, yeah, you know, the thing was is with Disney, at least they try to hide that shit, you know? But with Rick and Morty, the scenes that, that I saw yesterday, they were disturbing as shit, and they, they take it to a whole other level on their website. These guys are sick, twisted, demented people, and they're just two in this huge sea of messed up satanic freaking pedophile, you know, pieces of shit that are that are in Hollywood, in the music industry, controlled by the deep state, controlled by the CIA uh, under, you know, MK Ultra like mind control and they're pouring that shit out on our children, on our youth and when people like Lady Gaga as twisted as that bitch is has how many followers does she have on Instagram? Millions? Millions. This is so impressionable to the minds of these small children who worship them. And it's getting in their heads and it's it's some sick and twisted shit. So I don't know. Or, I don't even know what we were talking about. Or could Rick and Morty could there possibly be an angle with Rick and Morty where it's part of the exposure? Could it be that once again it goes back to my who, what, when, how, why? No, because these guys have been doing that shit for Too a while okay. and it's fucked up. Yeah. It's not See, I I personally find the show hilarious. I love the Monsters Inc. was my yeah, favorite Pixar yeah. movie until we found out it was about, you know, adrenochrome. Right. And it yeah. was so obvious once we got exposed to this. Now I can't I can't put on Toy Story anymore because mm. whenever when I hear Woody, Tom I mean think Hanks. about it. It's a movie that's about children and toys around children, and they spend a considerable amount of time in the first movie at Pizza Planet. Right. And the lead character's name is Woody. And it's Tom Hanks. I mean, all those dots connect. You can't make that shit up. You know that they thought through that shit and laughed their asses off. Not Thinking nobody's going to pick up on this because symbolism is going to be their downfall. We've heard that a thousand times. And that's true. And that's it because it's becoming their downfall. They, they, they thought that they could just throw this shit out there and nobody would catch on. 2020, as bad as it's been, it's leveled the playing field a little bit. We've yeah. exposed these pieces of trash and the hammer has fallen in many, many ways, but it needs to come down a lot more and a lot more often. So, and more so, visible. Yeah. So speaking of kids' movies and stories and that kind of stuff, that's where you were going with before you went off on your rant. You were introducing Caleb. Thank you. I'm old and I get lost. So Caleb is the voice of reason here. He's, he's the one that ties us all together. And isn't it odd that we have a 22-year-old kid that keeps the three 40- and 50-year-old guys in line? But uh, I want you to hear about Caleb. I'm stoked to have him here. He's, he's like a, a best friend and a little brother rolled into one. Caleb, tell the world who you are and what you're all about, man. 
Well, for me, I think this whole experience in, in the podcast thing, I mean, I, I got to know you when probably seven years ago uh, I was playing high school football and um, broke my ankle and you rehabbed me. And that's when I first met Rob and kind of got introduced to his personality because Rob is a personality in himself, if you couldn't already tell from the introduction. But it's subtle. You have to look for it. You do have to look for it. You have to look, but it's there. He's got a personality. Probably need another drink. So, uh, but yeah, some of my experience with, with this stuff, with the conspiracy and with the trying to go against the grain even starts with, you know, me going to a major division one college and I was studying political science and just seeing how sheepish college students could be with their professors because all of a sudden you have this atmosphere where you have a student who comes in and they're hearing literally the smartest person they've ever heard in their life because this person has two or three doctorate degrees etc etc and so now they're sitting in this classroom and they're thinking man this person knows more than my parents this person knows more than any anybody else that was above me before that was mentoring me whatever that might be but now I'm hearing everything from you and I'm understanding that you have all these degrees, so you must really know the answers because you're you're smart, and, and they really are. These professors are are geniuses. They have brilliant minds, and uh, but they do push this liberal, this uh, kind of twisted agenda into the brains of of these college students. And I would remember, would remember sitting there in lecture halls and being like, "What the heck are we even listening to right now? Mm-hmm. Like, what 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 am I getting fed right now?" And I remember calling my my father on the phone and things like that out out of school, and I'd be like, "Man, you won't believe." Leave the crap that they're trying to okay, so push I and to, teach. I have to ask you then. If, okay, and you may not. There may not be an answer. Is this environment, or is this genetic? Do you does your family have a trait for this where they question, or were you raised in a manner to question? Um, I think that I would say it's probably both. I would say I see that in my parents, in their personalities. Mm-hmm. So I, I could say genetics, but I would also say environment. Like, I mean, I was raised, my father, even though I, I was raised in a Christian household, it was, you need to know the Bible for yourself and you need to find out who God is for yourself. But make your decisions. You're right. You need okay. to make your decision on, on what it is. Now, that doesn't mean that I wasn't being carried to church every single Sunday, I would, things like that. But at the same time, it was a, if you don't figure this out on your own, we can't do it for that's you them, kind of That's thing. them doing their job of showing up for you. Right. And then helping teach you to show up for yourself. Right. Okay. So... So I was, like I said, in that experience with the political science, I, I come out of that. I end up going to a ministry school, um, going into theology and apologetics, and that's where I am now, um, graduated and everything. And so now that's kind of my niche is the more apologetics theology side. And, you know, you might wonder what does biblical uh, theology have to do with any of this. But like Rob said earlier, everything intersects with each other. And ultimately, even, you know, we have this group now, the Navigating Dystopia group. And it's funny to see on Facebook uh, all the posts that we get. And I would say almost 70% of them have something to do with end times, with God, with Jesus being brought up in these things. And it, it was interesting for me to see that in all these posts and how people have these questions and they... Um, are, are really looking to something more than themselves, which is in our human natures as created beings is for us to look for something that is, is greater than us in design. So, all right, so the word 
apologetics. Are you apologizing for Jesus? I don't understand that word. I'm not right. It's a new so, one for me. Right. So apologetics is a is a funny term. So it comes from the Greek and what it really stands for. It's it's the Greek word for uh, defense. And so we see it in the Bible multiple times. Apologetics could really be used for any religion that's defending their faith. Um, that's kind of just the term that's used for any religion. But it's more associated with Christianity because of its heavy use in the New Testament. With whether you have Paul or Peter, that it, it mentions them giving a defense of the faith. So Paul was the greatest apologist of all times. Uh, he he was very skilled in being able to defend Christianity and and everything. So I think apologetics to me personally is just a real definition of apologetics. Is they're 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 making hand, hand signals around me, so I'm laughing. So. Well, yeah, and I'm sorry. <laughs> they're they're giving the hand gestures. We, right we got now. Charlie Foxtrot over here. If you don't think so. that this is a, a spectacular blend of scotch and whiskey. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna go with. We started with limoncello. My fault. Yeah. I bring in the beverage each week, and now I'm drinking something that's. It's, it's like, I don't know what to do. My tongue's going. What? It's, it's for, like what? bourbon. And, it's for men. It's bourbon. And, yeah, it's yeah, odd. Now, this is yeah. this, this is something for men. Yeah, and uh, I think it's wonderful. Well, that was your first mistake, sir. <laughs> Looking at me and thinking, man. <laughs> just ask my wife. Oh, says <laughs> says the man wearing combat boots. The, they were giving they were giving each other hand signals. It looked like Charlie Foxtrot. Like, where are we going from here? Get they they down. looked really confused Get your to head each down. other. Is, it, is, is Houston uh, desert camo today? Is yeah, there a tactical black. Yeah, I, didn't, I, was, I didn't look the boots well, today. Yeah, they're they're they're. Yeah. they're oh, he's desert, desert tan today. Okay. Well, my wife has looked at me several times over the past year and said, "Please stop wearing black only." Put my wife color. tried that. She Put gave up. Color in your wardrobe. Nope. So this nope. is it. This is my version of color. I wear black and shades of gray. That's yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. Black, but not the black. black not fifty shades. Black not fifty shades matter. of gray. About forty nine shades matter. probably. Okay. <laughs> so to you so to rain to back in and and where Houston's question was going into. Were you talking? <laughs> Once again, I'm the twenty two year old that has to keep all the the group together. You know, the, the Alcoholics the Anonymous here. I'm trying together. to keep yeah. the. It's like it's like having your drunk uncle and trying to lead him back to his car. So, all right, uncle, Show you'll be all right. I'll take you. Me. I'll take you home. But uh, yeah, so Continue, apologetics Caleb. to me, as far as a definition, would just be um, what Paul says when he says that I've become all things to all men for the purpose of winning some. And I think that that's one of the most important parts about apologetics in itself is that that's what I strive for is becoming all things to all men, no matter what level that you're on of knowledge of the word or you know the most intelligent or maybe not the most intelligent, but being able to present it to a, a place, you know, and mindset to where you're at and being able to explain the gospel, explain God in that kind of a way. So also first Peter tells us to always be ready to give an account of the hope that's within you. And I think when I read that, I had this almost conviction that came over me. I was like, man, can I give an account of, of why I really do love God, why I'm about this stuff, you know, am I able to give that account? So uh, that's why I began to educate myself and get okay, into so this Okay, so then I have to make it a, an analog to Rob and Paul. So Rob approached Jason to red pill him on Jason's level to not scare him off. Right. He just planted a seed with right. a video randomly sent over a weekend. But then that was after like many talks, you know, like I said, you know. But he's he's easing you in like you keep claiming that I'm going to deep state you into the gay right. leftist yeah, thing because exactly. I'm just a plant or yeah. a mole. You're a plant. <laughs> what did you call me? A plant. You're Houston's a, plant. a mole. He's, he's here. I prefer the code name Fern. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like, you know, we like, you know, we always work and you know, work out and then have um 
you know, a 20 minute, the longer you can make that break between sets, the better off it is. So Please. whatever it you got to talk about. Yeah. You've exposed the plan. Yeah. We, we turned rest between sets from, you know, 60 seconds into 20 minute conspiracy talks. And <laughs> I think our physiques have suffered since a, then. A, a smidge. But a smidge. we're starting a new program next week. We're going to talk more about that later. I'm not going to plug it yet, but it's cool shit's coming. And by the way, let me go ahead and just chime in. We're up to eight listeners. Eight. eight. I thought we started with eleven. I thought we started six. with we started with six. I heard oh, six. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're up to eight now. We've gained two. So thank you to the two that have uh, tuned in uh, and are now part of what we're doing here. So thanks for hanging out with us. Um, so yeah, anything else, Caleb? I mean, I mean, what else do you want to ask me? Well. <laughs> <laughs> anything so else much. i mean there's there's so many things there's, to talk about uh, to, to be fair next episode that we've got planned is going to be a lot of caleb because i've already drilled him with a thousand questions concerning some biblical prophecy uh, based on what we're going to talk about next week so so there's a little teaser to make sure as bad as this one is you still need to stick in for episode two because i think it's going to be really really cool and wow. we have a twitter page now as well and i want to bring we have this a up page. we have yeah, a twitter to where you can you can go and you can comment and talk about things that you would like to hear us talk about yes, and we'll yes. go or on not, and, we'll, or, and we'll look more at importantly, it not talk about like, or not talk about right i mean it could be something stupid we, we won't listen we won't to listen to you say not talk about it we'll do the opposite <laughs> right you if you if you go to twitter it's uh at n a v d y s navdis or you can go to www.navigatingdystopia.com and the twitter link is there the facebook group link is there and you can also get on our mailing list to be informed of cool stuff we got coming up you'll never be spammed i promise we're not into that shit at all uh, but yeah, good point, Caleb. Go on to our Twitter page, follow us on Twitter. And if you have any input for what you would like to hear about or ask about in future episodes, please chime in. We'd love to hear from you. Just so. just bringing that up also, because even with the, you know, what that can be questions about anything that, you know, this that we kind of go towards. But even for for me, you know, again, if you're wondering what my part of this is, if there's stuff with biblical confusion with end times or whatever that might be, I mean, any kind of biblical question that is the, I like the really hard questions, the ones that people don't like, they like to tiptoe around and, and not talk about. So those are the ones I really like to go after. Those are fun for me. So if you ever want to put those on Twitter and just and say, I think hey, it's important you know. based on this environment that we go ahead and get this one right out of the gate. And I've been arguing this for years because I am a Christian. And uh, did Jesus drink real wine or was it just grape juice jesus drank real wine yes so yes any, he did any, any, and it was the best wine but it's right. not this crap we started any with, right? biblical no, no. No, whatever houston brought at the beginning of this yeah, was the absolute not it. it i don't even know what that was but what jesus that was made a diabetic drink it, the bible tells us a low sugar blood coma <laughs> the bible tells us that jesus made the best wine they said they came to him and said you have left the best wine until last and historically the best wine at any kind of a celebration meant it was the most alcohol content it was the strongest thing that they had so was jesus drinking real wine not only was he drinking it the brother was making it so there's the question there, there's no debate with it from a historical viewpoint of was jesus drinking real wine or not that that term didn't even come up until the early 1900s when you know saying that jesus didn't drink real wine when a lot of baptist preachers would come and they'd say you know oh well you know it wasn't really wine it was more like a grape juice that's that's baloney so when did welch's get started as a company 
Was that, that, was time, that time? Wasn't was it? that the same time? <laughs> yeah, as like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus made the first Welch's grape juice. A study came out by Welch's that he said didn't, he didn't make wine. He made Welch's sparkling grape juice. Concord grape juice. Yes. <laughs> Jesus loved to party. He did love a good party, and he Jesus built stuff. my hot rod. Jesus did build your hot rod. So. All right, cool. Uh, so, yeah, we, we've got a great mix of individuals here in the group. And uh, so we're really going to be taking this thing off the rails and out into the weeds in upcoming episodes. Uh, but like I said, today is just a that's big on purpose, introduction. Right? Yes, that, that, that is, is on, on purpose. Yes. Okay. Uh, but today's a big introduction. But I would be I would regret it if we didn't bring up a little bit about what's going on in this uh, bizarre ass 2020 that we're living in right now. And I think. There's so many directions we can take with this, but, uh, you know, the the 800-pound fake elephant in the room. Um, let's talk a little bit about this uh, scamdemic that's going on right now. Um, it's back dominating the headlines. First it was big, and then they pulled back the reins a little bit. We brought in some race wars. They accidentally put the, pushed the button on murder hornets. That didn't work out well. Then we came back to COVID because the race wars seem to be dying down unless you live in Portland. And that's just Chicago too. a complete shit show. Yeah. And uh, of course, all of that is Trump's fault, by the way, even though the Democratic mayors and governors are leading the charge on all that because we're 100 days away from an election right now. Mm. I'm sure that has nothing to do with it. I'm sure that's just a coincidence. But uh, let's talk a little bit about COVID-19 and, you know, Think what you will about COVID-19, but I am convinced that COVID-19 is just a psyop, scary flu that is less harmful than the real flu. And those numbers have come out very recently. Some say five times less uh, dangerous than a regular seasonal flu. So just for clarity, the COVID virus is real. Uh, well, you know, but they're not. I think the, I think there is a manufactured weaponized virus created out of a Wuhan lab that Fauci and Obama and Bill Gates was a part of. And you can trace that back. You can even trace that back to uh, the three point seven billion dollars that was donated to that lab by the Obama presidency, that that whole administration. But that's another rabbit hole we can go down. But let me just say that. You know, when you look at all the vaccine companies, you look at all the major players, you got the communist Chinese Bill Gates led World Health Organization that thank God Trump stopped put funding to. And he needs to go further with all that, by the way. But, you know, it's it's all about vaccines. In my opinion, this is all leading towards a vaccine. I think these face diaper masks, silliness, craziness is just a placeholder for the vaccines that are coming. It's conditioning us to take the vaccine. It's keeping everybody petrified. The mainstream media keeps driving this agenda and people keep soaking it up like a sponge. I I do think though, however, you've got the people out there, the completely indoctrinated, you know, mind controlled sheep that believe what CNN and MSNBC, and even to a degree Fox News, what they say, and they you know strap on their little mask. But I also think that a great number of those people are like, this is bullshit, but I'm gonna go ahead and comply because I need to go buy fucking chicken from Walmart to feed my kids. And or you could be like stubborn asses like me that tell Walmart, hey, why don't you go fuck yourself? I'll go to a local farmer and I'll find meat somewhere else because I refuse to put the face diaper on. And the only place I've ever covered up my face was in the hospital. And this is important to say because this is legit and this is a true story. And I, I think I need to qualify this by saying there will be times that one of the four of us will will make a statement and we may be proven that that was inaccurate 
But what I can tell you is none of us are lying to you or trying to manipulate anything. We're telling you what we believe. We're telling you what we in our heart of hearts feel is absolutely true. We may be wrong on occasion, but we're not lying to you. And I think that's important to say. But, you know, when you talk about hospitals, I got a great story. I spent 31 hours in the hospital with my son and my son suffered a violent seizure um, out of nowhere. And it was one of the most horrible experiences of my life and was rushed to the hospital. And uh, I spent 31 hours in there with him. And on a side note, what's really fucking sad about this is I was the only one permitted back there with my son with the with little wristband on. His mother was not allowed to go back and see him. His fiance was not allowed to go back and see him. No other family members. And in fact, two doors down from me in the emergency room, this is a true story. A man lost his life and it wasn't because of the stupid, scary flu. He lost his life because of an accident. And as he was dying on the table, his wife screaming as he was taking his last breath. I know this for a fact that no other family members of his were allowed back there as he was drawing his last breath because of this stupid made up damn virus uh, or the, 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 lethal, the, the lethal effect of this scary flu. And it's just so sad. And, and when I was in there with my son, his mother was not allowed in. His fiance was not allowed in. It was crazy. But here's the thing. When I got up to this wing, there's a literal wing of the hospital that was dedicated to COVID-19 patients. Dozens of rooms with special vacuum air conditioning units put in through the windows and special boxes sucking out all the air. Three nurses that I engaged with all came in with their fingers cut out of their rubber gloves because they couldn't work and punch the screens with the rubber gloves. They all had their masks hanging around their necks and they all looked me dead in the eye in total seriousness and said, this is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. And I even had my son's doctor, a a very tenured neurologist walk into the room, didn't put on hand sanitizer, shook my hand without even thinking about it, did not have a mask on. And when we started a little bit of small talk about it, he looked at me and shook his head and said, this is all silliness. And that's a true story. And if you wanna take that one step further, I've got some intel from somebody that worked very, very closely with, and this is a true story and confirmed, he has a very, very close family member that works in a short-term assisted living center. She works in this living center and they recently made every patient of this uh, assisted living center and every staff member take the COVID-19 test. Well, here's the thing. If you came up positive for the test, well, first of all, government assistance, federal assistance to this facility for every patient they bring in, government uh, federal aid gives this facility $205 per patient. Get this. If they test positive For COVID-19, that $205 goes up to what? $808. It skyrockets. It it well more than triples. And if you test negative for the virus, what happens? They make you retest every three to five days. Why? Because they want to keep retesting you until you pop positive. Even if you have no symptoms, you show no ill effects from it whatsoever because it doesn't affect a lot of people anyway. They want to bump those numbers up and they want to get their damn cash because this is all about pushing an agenda in an election year and it's all about money. And it's all about pushing towards this vaccine, which is going to be the most uh, uh, exquisite form of total humanitarian control you've ever seen. And they've been working toward this for decades. So 
Now, I know I've kind of jumped off the rails here. I'll give everybody else their chance. Right before I, I, I give it off to my, to my partners here, recent numbers, recent numbers. And the, these, you can look these up. Um, United States alone. We'll just stick with the United States. And I'll give a recap of the world. But in the United States, we have roughly 330 million, almost 331 million people. Total COVID-19 cases, 3,236,130. Total deaths, 134,572. That's a less than 1% of Americans have caught COVID-19, and the current survival rate is 99.96% of the U.S. population. And not only that, though the number of cases has ridden in the media, turn on any news channel, that's all they push, that's the agenda they keep pushing, but they don't tell you the recovery rate, they don't tell you the survival rate, and they definitely don't tell you that deaths from COVID-19 is on a drastic, drastic decline, because that does not support their narrative 100 days out from one of the biggest elections of our lifetime. So. You can say what you want, but and I, I've got a lot more information that goes far deeper than that of the deception of, of all the uh, deaths that are being counted wrong, like that are documented. You have COVID-19 and you die in a motorcycle crash, COVID-19. You have heart disease, you die of a heart attack, yet you had COVID-19, even if you didn't have any symptoms, you died of COVID-19. And these cases go on and on and on. We know about the deception in Florida, the fraudulent numbers. It just keeps happening like crazy. But we keep tuning into the TV, the mind control device, listening to everything that the talking head piece of shit puppet on CNN tells us with face value. You strap on your freaking face diaper and you control, you conform to the man and you live your life of total submission. And when that vaccine comes, you will take it willingly, knowing having no idea what's being pumped in your body. And when you find out what is being developed and the shortcuts they're taking to push this thing and fast track it, you're either gonna be appalled or if you're not, you are so lost and gone, I feel sorry for you because you're in a world of shit, so. Well, that goes back to my thing. Okay, so where does the face diaper, the, the mask come in? Is that, is that um, you know, obviously we all know it doesn't work. Right. It, you know, you, the people who test these things are, you know, it's total suited, bullshit, right? They're suited up. If, if, if a mask worked, they'll walk out to the parking lot in a mask and they would swap somebody. Doesn't work. So is that conditioning our next generation children? Absolutely. I think it's all conditioning. I, I call it a placeholder because it, you, the people that like strap that thing on and virtue signal about it and call themselves brave and every other Facebook freaking profile picture is them with a different freaking mask on with a different print or, or whatever on it. It's a placeholder until they get to the point where now the new virtue signaling, the new heroic deed for the greater good of humanity. And so I can be cool at cocktail parties is taking the vaccine. And so this is just holding everything in place, keeping them controlled by the state until they finally say the day that the vaccine is developed, it's here. And by the way, if you knew the billions upon multiple billions of dollars that's being pumped to these four vaccine companies right now, three of which have Bill Gates as a major contributor and shareholder. Interesting. And uh, yeah, and then when you find out it's all about money, it's all about control, it's all about the, the the corporate elite, it's all about the technocrats in Silicon Valley all teaming up with this shit to take further control of your lives. And especially they want to make sure that the current sitting president is removed from office so they can re-inject their deep state operative like it's been ever since Lyndon Johnson. And if you think George Bush 
sorry, conservatives, is any different from Hillary Clinton or, or Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or any of them, you're full of shit. You're being lied to. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk about Trump and Q and, and all this other stuff in the next episode. So that maybe that's for another episode. We're, we're going to stick with COVID for this one. But uh, it is it is a, a psyop of psyops. And it's it's really bringing us to that critical point where everything comes together and we're coming to that critical mass where we either need to stand up and stop it and then put our feet down or we need to bend over, be boot licking government little pussies and take the vaccine. And I can tell you that uh, we're pushing towards the, the worst civil war of our lives. Agreed. All right, so that, to that point, I wanna bring us back to the comment you made earlier. All things are connected, all things intersect. If you look at the vaccine as, and, and I'll keep it on the neutral, as a potential for nano injection tracking, Exactly and what you'll it is. have people coming back saying, well, no, the code that's on the syringe tracks it back to the manufacturer and the piece. Okay, I don't need a syringe that has a code on it. That code's unique. Let's call it a barcode, whatever, whatever it is. But it's a unique identifier. Labels that particular injection to the person that it was injected to. Now you take 5G tech being rolled out, which is a very small wavelength data transfer system that uses RFID or, 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 or radio frequencies. If you have this in your body, I'm not saying this is real. I'm just saying that this is how these things can potentially connect. You're walking down the street and because you've got this material in you that gives off a radio frequency when it's hit at a certain level will ping back and say, I'm number 101, whatever my code is, they're going to be able to physically tell you by the 5G network where you're standing. Mm -hmm. That's the potentiality. Now, then you'll say, okay, well, is that a bad thing? Because I can tell this guy who's got near three strikes and you're out of a criminal record, I need to know where he's going at any given time. Well, now we're into 1985 Big Brother out the wazoo. It's not just about putting cameras on every corner. It's cameras on every corner. This known person of interest, whether good or bad, is walking by and being recorded because the camera can now tap into the system in an automated fashion to be able to come back and say, Caleb is standing on the corner of of First Street and Center Street. What's he doing? Why was he there? Well, the now difference you- is, is because this can be manipulated to whatever agenda they want it to be. Yes. And it's already happening. There are documented cases. It's not hard to find. Just literally Google it. Uh, if you still do Google, I've removed Google from everything. But uh, there are documented cases where people have been associated with people who have tested positive, whether they're even sick or not, and then have been contacted by a third party agency telling them that they probably have COVID-19 because they popped up on a contact tracing app or, or a database and they've already been tracked and they didn't even know it was happening. Now, some people do agree to the contract tracing, not even really knowing exactly what it is, but then they find out very quickly that they're being monitored and now they have to, the thing about the the contact tracing, if the company calls you and says that we've associated you with someone who has tested positive via contact tracing, now it's not a matter of, you know, if you've never been tested, now they're going to make you test to prove that you don't have it. 
tell me a world where you need you're guilty before you know you're ever proven innocent now now instead of now i need to take instead of i got to take this test to see if i have it no i decline oh okay well because you were around bill and bill has it you have to take the test now to prove you don't have it but now if you're pulled over for suspected drinking and driving and you refuse the breathalyzer what's the result of that well, you get taken in. And Automatic assumption have, of, of yeah, some degree guilt. of guilt, and then you got to go in and be proven a different way or whatever. It, it's the same type of process. It's a slippery slope. Now, do I think that was put in for malicious reasons? No, but it opens up a precedent that now can be exploited in so many different ways. This is a simple situation of any time in this country, especially, where you have to prove your innocence first when you've never been charged there is something absolutely fundamentally wrong with that. If somebody walked into this gym right now and said, so-and-so, one of your clients just tested positive. We know that he works out here with you. So now you have to take the test to prove that you don't have it. Well, you know me, I tell them they can go fuck themselves. I'm not taking nothing. And they will literally have to drag me into jail. And then I would win that case via litigation. I, I, would, I, would, I would win that case. But how much money would I have to spend right. to prove my innocence? It's, it's almost a type of, of legalized extortion. It's absolutely. But let's even extortion. take that to even out of the context of COVID. If somebody walks, all right, so I've got a 16-year-old daughter, a 13-year-old son, and a six-year-old daughter. The, the oldest daughter plays volleyball. Occasionally, she'll have a sleepover with some of her friends from the volleyball team. Because of Me Too... And I'm not bashing that I'm not in any way, shape or form suggesting that some women were not taken advantage of and some men were taken advantage of. I think that happened. But because of how that's been approached, I don't even stay at the house because I don't want anybody to walk up and point a finger at me and say, he was inappropriate with me, whether it happened or not. Because at that point, I'm just assumed guilt. I'm just assumed to be guilty. And so it's like, okay, honey, yeah, they're going to have a sleepover. I'm going to be elsewhere because of the potentiality of assumed guilt. Yep. How is that healthy? It's not. And and we're working toward a level of that that's been unprecedented in our in our country's history. And but it's part of the agenda. It's part of the dumbing down. It's it's part of the extortion as you mentioned. And it's it's people have got to start waking up and they've got to start putting their feet down. And, and you can talk about putting your foot down. You can use the example of the lockdowns. I mean, there's no doubt that in this particular case with this scary flu, this COVID-19 scam, this thing that is no worse than a seasonal flu that has shut down the entire world to push a political agenda. And how many people have lost their businesses, their American dream, their livelihoods, everything that they've worked hard for and fought for, People are starving. People are hungry because of a fake narrative to push a political agenda, an agenda of control. And, you know, everything is in lockdown. So businesses are saying you have to wear the mask or you can't come in. And which is absolute pure insanity to me, because, you know, I was telling you guys what it was a week ago or so. You know, I actually came out to shop, which is rare for me. But uh, I, I, you know, and now it's turning into a damn game. I, I needed for this particular podcast you're listening to. I needed a couple of cables. So I went to the there's a chain that you probably are aware of called Guitar Center. And I walked into Guitar Center and first I get stopped by the mask pushing Gestapo at the front. Do you have a mask, sir? No, I don't. And I walked in. 
And uh, uh, then she chased me down and said, well, you need to take this mask. So I took the mask. I held it in my hand the whole time. So I'm perusing the microphone cable section. And then some little soy boy, zit face soy boy punk walks up to me and says, sir, do you have a mask? And I said, yeah, right here. Thank you very much. I'm buying some mic cables. Leave me alone. And uh, but, you know, I was actually kind of polite, though. And he said, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to put the mask on. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And I said, actually, I'm not going to put it on, but I'm about to give you money and buy these mic cables and I'll be on my way. And he told me I had to leave. So I, I left. I told him, enjoy your flu. I'll never come here again. And I left. And while I was doing that, my wife and daughter were at a fabric store where they got turned away after shopping in the store for 45 minutes without a mask. They walked up to the cash register with their products that they wanted to buy, laid them on the counter and were told they had to put a mask on at that moment to check out. My wife, of course, said no. And they told them they had to leave. So they left and they went to Hobby Lobby where, fun fact, Hobby Lobby said, come on in. You know, they had the sign on the door, but they didn't enforce it. Good for them. They went in and they spent their $200 there. And I went home and spent hundreds of dollars. And I think all four of us can chime in. Oh, yeah. How much have we spent? Hey, just so you know, guys, we have all spent over a thousand dollars, roughly. R all of us. I've spent over a thousand. The other three guys here have spent nearly that to be able to bring this podcast to you out of our own pockets. We're not getting paid for any of this stuff. And because no, what? no, wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, we'll talk I'm about that after the show. Well, I've been alert. playing Jason and, and alcohol. <laughs> so uh, all of us, you know, we couldn't buy the materials that we needed here locally and support our economy that's been devastated by this bullshit lockdown for a bullshit virus. So we had to go online and keep padding the pockets of some of these massive online companies, you know, owned by massive globalist corporations. And we keep padding their pockets. What is wrong with that? We could have given our money to a local business that has been dying, dying, that's swirling the drain, that's barely able to stay in business because of no business through the lockdown. And now they're going to say, yeah, we're open, but we still can't serve you if you're not wearing your stupid submissive face diaper. That's exactly what I think, too. Like, you, you know, you made the comment about how everything's dying because of COVID. That's a fact. I mean, you know, the, the, the stipulations, the shutdowns, the all that stuff that that hurts everyone. But then on the flip side, what about people who are, who are willingly surrendering that? I mean, they're like, OK, well, you know, unless we comply, we're not going to do anything. Well, that's great. But I mean, if someone came in, offered me several hundred dollars and I was a struggling business, I wouldn't even care at all if they had a mask. I wouldn't care if they had clothes. You know, give me your money. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to sell you this product locally. I'm glad you came in to shop. Got to feed my kids. Yeah, yep. exactly. That's what we talk well, about. Here, here's what I find, and I love irony, especially when it bites us in the ass. So I'm a kid of the 70s, 80s. I remember the gas shortage. I remember the, the hostages in Iran, the Iran-Contra affair, all these different things. And I remember how Russia was presented to us as, you have to wait in line for your supplement of vodka. You have to wait in your line for the government-issued toilet paper. Right. You have to wait in line for your... And now, what the hell are we doing? Sitting here waiting in line for toilet paper at Sam's. <laughs> and you okay. walk in, Yeah. And, and now you're conditioned to look around of, how many can I take? I have to look for the sign that says, limit one per customer. Yeah. Well, I was, I was in there the other day. Well, I have a, a, a commercial building that I have to put toilet paper in for tenants. I have a home, and so I grabbed two boxes. 
I don't see a sign. If I see a sign, fine. Dude, I'm not going to argue with you because I don't want to get tackled over toilet paper in the aisle. Right. And so I'm rolling my cart up front to the next thing I've got to pick up. And I've got this gentleman coming up, doing his job. I don't really have a problem with him, but he's just following protocol to keep his job. He's got to feed his kids. I'm not sure he had kids, but anyway, he's got to feed his kids. He's like, you, you can only take one of those. I was like, oh, sorry, I, I looked for a sign. I didn't see one. Please make it more conspicuous because I didn't see it. I literally looked. I said, well, I'll take it back. No, 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 I'll take it. Okay, dude, it's right there. I'll roll it over there. You've got better things to do. I'll put it back. He didn't trust that I would put it back. Because they've got no way to vet me at the front when I check out. Okay, oh. So he picks it up and takes it because that's their protocol that don't let me do it and follow the rules. Okay. I'm wearing a mask the whole time because I'm trying my best not to get harassed. Do I agree? No. I just need to get toilet paper. Welcome to communism socialism. Is, yeah, exactly. And so then I leave. I check out. The wife uh, ends up two weeks later having to go to Sam's because somebody else is going. She's going to tag along. I was like, well, if you don't mind, pick up the other stuff on my list. There's always paper towels and toilet papers on there. So she takes my card and all that. Later that evening, I'm unloading the card. And I'm like, cool, babe. How'd you get three rolls of paper towels out there? Oh, I just checked out three times. She just hacked the shit out of it. She just <laughs> went in, bought a roll, walked out, went in, bought a roll, walked out, sent our daughter in, bought a roll, walked out. It's pointless. Yeah. It's pointless. Now, what I also know is I have a client that manufactures paper products. Okay. How can you not keep up with the supply? What is slowing you down? I'm sorry. I know what your production facility looks like. I know you've got three locations that you make toilet paper. Because you can jack your prices and way up. And he's just rolling in it right now going, yes, please. We're, they're putting out content of like, here's how many paper towels you should use. And make sure you use a paper towel also to pull the door open. And make, oh, I, I get it. You're just selling the shit out of some paper towels right now. And any way possible to use more paper towels so you get better orders. Yeah. But it's a very family-oriented business is their slogan. And I'm like, yeah, I know the inner workings. You're not. It's not going to change. money It's not going to change. Watch how the narrative will change, though, once the coronavirus vaccine becomes available. Once the vaccine Mm -hmm. is rolled out, which is their, that's their their main objective. That's their end game. Masks will no longer protect you like they once said. You know, they'll take that to another level. The vaccine will replace the masks. The mask is just a placeholder to get you prepared for the vaccine. And with it will come the same media fear mongering, social conditioning, manipulation and virtue signaling as the mask has just at a higher level. And then once you've got the, the vaccine, it's like you talk about shortages, ch- change shortage, money shortage. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you not see through that horse shit with the first damn sign you saw? Yeah, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. This is about taking us to a cashless society. So here's my thing with the shortages. Are they going to make the vaccine a shortage so people stand in line and a crave sense of urgency, urgency to yes. get it? You got to stand in line. You got to know somebody at a doctor's office. Marketing one hundred and one. Well, that's exactly. one thing that I won't have to worry about because my happy non-vaccinated ass is going to be sitting at home with well, my the feet test, up. The test was the same way. We let me. I'm wringing my hands. We yeah. can't get enough tests out to you quick enough. Suddenly, I don't buy any of this stuff. But emotionally, my heart was going. You need to go get tested. I'm like. For what my rational brain's talking to my lizard brain going whoa 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 no slow down slow yeah. down you're just having an emotional response to the hype that's being built up check yourself you feel fine you yeah, feel fine I'm why good. do i need to rush I, what, to get what, tested? you know and by yeah. the way if it's a pandemic why are you testing so much it should be obvious but about for, people falling down it's not it. a pandemic jesus it's yeah. not a pandemic if 
you know, okay, you've heard this question brought up. If this were truly, if if hand sanitizers work and masks made a difference, why are we not piling up bodies in the streets in the homeless community? Bring out there your should dead. be stadiums full. It's a Monty Python skit, but it's just dead. not happening. It's virtue signaling bullshit. Did you see that little fucking? Like Hobbit from the Shire, Fauci come out and throw the first pitch at the Yankees Nationals game last night. I did. And he threw the thing like a four-year-old girl left-handed and it went way off to the left. He's out in the middle. He's at the pitcher's mound in the middle of a fucking baseball stadium wearing his stupid little mask. The little piece of shit. And then he goes up into the stands later and they catch him. He pulls it off and wears it around his neck. Hey, everybody out there. Now, I know probably initially most people listening to this are on the same page as us. But if any of you try to make your way in, maybe to learn something and maybe take that red pill, I congratulate. But let me go ahead and tell you, you are being lied and manipulated. It's time to wake up and join the team. Consider yourself awakened. This is total lies and bullshit. And they know it. But not new. No, it's not new. When have we not been lied to, if you're really honest about it? It's it's at a whole new level because we are at the end game. Can you name another year like 2020? Name one. Name one. And and you know it's about an election year. You know it has to because I don't give a shit what you think about Trump. And he may be the ultimate psyop. Nobody knows for sure. But I'm telling you right now, I truly believe that presidents are selected, not elected. Most people do now that the wool's been taken from our eyes. But if you don't think that Hillary was the chosen one, you're lying to yourself. And what happened was is millions of normal, red blooded, American, hardworking, calloused hands folks came through every damn blade of grass who were fed up, came in and voted for Donald Trump and turn the tide in the election that the deep state thought they absolutely had in the bag. They thought they were gonna coast across the finish line. This was a done deal. We don't even have to try, and Hillary is in. They probably even sponsored Trump on it, the side it just to have him. It got ripped right away from them, and they did not see it coming. So that's what, have you ever seen a president more hated and despised? No. Have you ever seen a president that's had to take more bullshit and fire more flack? They want him out of there so bad because he's one of the few things standing in the way. Because the app, you know, the establishment Republicans, they're all bullshit, and they're just playing along because they know they have to. There may be three people in Washington that actually give a shit about the American people. And that may just be Trump, Pompeo, and A.G. Barr. And it may not even be Pompeo and Barr for all we know. You know, but uh, God, I hope that Trump is using this, you know, what he's doing now as a chess match to get reelected because once you're out of your first term, you can do whatever the hell you want. When you have to win an election, you have to keep things subdued. You have to mute things. You have to play ball to a degree. It's all a big chess match. But once you get into that second term, you know you don't have to do another election. You don't have to fight for another election. You can do whatever the hell you want. So I only hope to God that uh, you know the goal is to get through this election, get reelected, and then then he can go in and keep you know unraveling the deep state you know sort of brick by brick. And maybe actually get some more shit done because some things are happening behind the scenes. Pedophile networks are falling like in an unprecedented rate more than ever. If you look at the rate of pedophile trafficking rings that have been exposed and human trafficking rings that have been convicted and brought to justice, no president compares to Trump. Oh, it's off the charts. It's off the charts. If if you look at the last 12 years, you know, the last the last five presidents, it's not even it's not even close. It's not even close. Unless you're an ass and you don't care about that. Oh, well, then that number doesn't matter to you. And if you're one of these CNN, 
you know, brainwashed. I get my news from Good Morning America and the four fucking flakes on the view, then you would not know this because you believe everything that you're being spoon fed and you're going to think it's all bullshit. And, you know, we get trolls in the Facebook group and the, the level of just complete dumbed down, you know, cognitive dissonance of these people is just staggering to me. Well, me being the new kid, the, the, the thing that really opened my eyes was the, the Facebook group. The, you know, we went like, what was that, over 100 members in one day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were I was at 500 like, in a week. Yeah, in a week. I was yeah. like, wow, okay, I'm, we are the silent majority here. I mean, I know God, that's I not a huge is. number, but I mean, wow, it's, it's like eye-opening for us. You, you know? got to hope it is. I mean, uh, and, you know, and, and again, I'm trying to save some of this for episode two next week or, or whatever. But, you know, uh, if, if Trump is not the freaking savior of this, at, you know, we do know that what he's doing is far better than what Hillary's doing. And, and I believe you do have to pick a side because it's the only two sides we're given. And there is not a third option as much as you would like there to be. There's not. So I do believe that his, you know, his will for the American people and for this country is still good. And, you know, you know, he's not perfect. You know, it's it's like, uh, you know, who was it that said that the difference is like it's like a like a, a crime boss against a satanic pedophile ring. Right. Who are you going to take? Who would you want living next door to you? Would you want a Satanist pedophile? rapist living next door to you or a mafia crime boss. Yeah. I wouldn't have a whole lot of problem with the mafia crime boss because they're just protecting their interests. They're controlling their business. And the one thing we know about crime bosses is they're, you know, they do have some convictions. You know, I've, I've often told my sons when they were growing up, I have two sons. I said, if, if you want to know how to behave, if you want to know what's right, all you got to do is watch the Godfather and read all of the words in red in the new Testament. And you've got everything you need to be a good man right there. Because say what you want about like the 1920s to 1940s mafia crime bosses. Yeah, they did some some shit. But at the same time, they were devoted to their families. They were devoted to their faith. They were very, very loyal to a fault. And they didn't want to sell drugs to kids. And then, you know, of course, that unraveled, too. But. You know, that, that's all you really need to know. I mean, it's about loyalty and convictions and character. And, and, and we've lost that. And if we have a guy with even 30% of that in the White House now that, you know, he, he's a multi-billionaire that didn't need any of this shit in his 70s. There's never been a more demonized president in history. He did not need to take any of this horse shit on, but he did. And yeah, power is a drug. I get it. But, you know, it's unprecedented the level of hate that he's had to withstand. But at the same time, there is this silent majority that that keeps him moving. And we have to keep pushing that. And we've got to keep rising out between the blades of grass and we've got to get out and vote. And even if it's just this, if this is the bare minimum, if this is just giving us four more years to get our shit together, to be prepared for the coming doom, then I will take that. I will take Donald Trump all day long over deep state puppet dementia Biden, who's nothing but a puppet being controlled by globalist bankers and elitists in foreign countries to push a fucking Marxist socialist agenda and rip this country apart piece by piece. If it's even Joe Biden that's running. That, if that's even him. His and earlobes don't match. Yeah, we need, we're going to have another episode where we're going to talk about <laughs> clones and uh, doppelgangers and, uh, you know, deep fakes and all that kind of cool stuff. So 
And, you know, we got to talk about all this stuff. Another, we got to talk about prepping and getting prepared. And right. we're going to have an episode coming up where we talk about guns and a gun range. How cool is that? And all kinds of toxic masculinity we got coming for you guys. So Caleb left that out of his intro. He's a huge gun nut. He's yeah. Huge gun nut. Caleb's a gun nut. So if any huge. of you out there are firearm enthusiasts that care about their Second Amendment rights, all of us are on board and uh i'm i'm 51 years old and i've learned shit about guns from 22 year old caleb over here so you're gonna get some cool shit in terms of firearms when it comes from this kid so we're excited about that too so. you're my boy caleb you're my boy yeah wait till we bring on some of our guests like you know redneck slim and uh one more one more one more one more is off the chain he's great. now he's he, got to be what I've always found interesting about him is first name Juan, last name Moore. Moore is a very northern European name, but he's got a Spanish-Mexican descent first name. So is he mixed heritage? I don't know. I mean, the one thing, the only thing, Juan I, know, Moore, the only thing I know about yes. Juan is is everything's a conspiracy. Yes. You know, the earth is flat. Um, we never landed on the moon. We live in an alternate existence. I mean, but, but Juan is... One more rep. He's very he's very insightful, and I can't wait till we have him on the show. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm so. sure he'll make some appearances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, All right, what else, guys? What else do we want to talk about? We're only an hour in, and we we talked about it an hour and thirty. So we still got room to really take this thing and completely run it on, run it into the ground here. So run well, I'll I'll rein back in even a little bit with going back to the Corona, kind of where we started with a lot of this, you know, conversation with the, you know, is. What is it really? What what are the real numbers and things? And you were bringing that up before, and somehow we went from coronavirus all the way down to you know, is Donald Trump going to be our savior or not? But uh, Corona, you know, for me, I had it. My family had it. We you know, we're positive for it and everything else. And even my father, it's interesting. He just literally got a letter in the mail two days ago that said, uh, "Oh, you know, we found in your recent blood work that uh, you now have the antibodies for." coronavirus would you please consider donating you know plasma and things to help people that are struggling with the virus yada 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 and so you know for for me especially my dad and, and my mom they they would consider the corona when they had it it was like having bronchitis you know it nothing worse than that to them and then my sister and i had it and we just it was more of like a we just lost taste and smell which was weird but it was nothing you know crazy or anything like that and so my father works in the the funeral business and if anybody knows death numbers he definitely knows who's who's dying locally and uh well, he, he let me know when it's my turn yeah does he have a newsletter i can sign up for and so i'll know in advance yeah yeah okay, yeah you can do, we can do some uh some pre-need some pre-need yeah, yeah, perfect, calls perfect. yeah um next tuesday's gonna look rough houston <laughs> right it's not looking too good for you but yeah so he just an example of what he's having to go through right now, there's a thing called the National Funeral Directors Association. And this pretty much keeps a large group of funeral um, directors in the loop with each other with, hey, you know, what's going on at your funeral home, etc. And especially during something like this that's happening where you're being fed a lot of information of, oh, there's these mass deaths happening. The the morgues literally can't hold the bodies, etc., etc. If that's the narrative you want to believe, here is directly from funeral directors, it, just in our local area even. So we had news that came on that said, we'll, we'll use the number 20. 
saying that there were 20 deaths of coronavirus. And I think that number was around there. It was it was 20 to 25 deaths. And so my father is the owner of the majority of the funeral homes in the area, the biggest funeral homes in the area that they were reporting this number. And he got two bodies that had Corona, but did not die from Corona, but they had the virus in their system, but that was not the cause of death. So everybody working at my dad's funeral homes, they're calling around to other places. They're saying, Hey, you know, are you guys getting these bodies? You know, we, we haven't got any of them. We got two of these bodies, but they didn't die of Corona. And they said, no, we haven't even We've had like one person that even had Corona. We thought that you guys got all the bodies that had Corona. And so now all of them are starting to do the little funeral director meetup and they're all calling each other on the phone saying, hey, the news is saying that there's this many people that died. You, you got those bodies yet? It's been a been a week now, right? No, I'm, I don't have the bodies. So the question is, is if all these people are really dying, then where are the bodies? Because... My father could tell you, he could sit right here and talk to you and say that I've been in the morgues where they said the bodies were overflowing in a, in a 50 body, you know, morgue and see 10 bodies in there. And none of those jokers even had Corona. They all died of heart attacks, old age, et cetera, et cetera. And, but instead we're listening to this news that's saying that, oh man, the, the morgues can't even hold the bodies. And it's so, so devastating. And so, so my i do think that there is a virus there i mean i definitely contracted something tested positive for corona i mean there's something there but is it this thing that's this mass killer no and i think that it's just something again to like we said push an agenda and to make us it's fear-mongering it's you know wear your mask it's uh it's getting us used to this you know socialistic mindset right and so it's and so living i've it's just been easier for me living with somebody who is in, you know, funeral business who literally is seeing the deaths. And he's like, brother, that's not even the case. He literally even had a, had a situation where they had a body come in and the coroner, like they, they were trying to mark the body as a Corona death and the person died of a heart attack. Well, and they, and they, they were literally yes, trying to change what, what the they're death doing. was. It's on record now. And, and I think I may have spoke to this already, but, um, it's gotten to the point where if you die in a motorcycle crash and you have Corona, it's Corona. Right. If you die of heart disease and you have Corona, it's Corona. These things are, are everywhere and they're being brought to light and they're being uncovered and, and patriots and conservatives and QAnons, whatever you want to call them, are bringing this shit to light. And it's turning into this. It's a true civil war. And it's it's unprecedented. People, you're being lied to. You're being manipulated. It's time to wake up. I'm sorry if the team that you've picked sucks. It's time to pick a new team. If you've been a Redskins fan you're for your whole life, hey, it's hey, time. Hey, 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 it's hey. time to pick another team because they're they suck. Okay? They're they're bootlickers, so it's time to move on. I'm sorry. What are they called now? The Washington football, football team. team. Yeah. I mean, come on, give me a fucking break. All right. But you know, and you know, Caleb's talking about, you know, he has insight because of what his dad does for a living and the in the industry that that he's sort of an insider in. You know, I haven't even brought up the fact that what brought me into all of this is the fact that I am deep, 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 deep into the health, fitness, diet, and nutrition community. And, you know, full disclosure, I, I run a, a very popular Facebook group called Ketogenic Bodybuilding, and it's got 10,000 members in, in just one year, and it's extremely active, and it's full of a bunch of fantastic people, and, and we do great things there. But 
if I'm being honest with you, there are so many things that I don't share in that group because even though that I'm privy and enlightened to what's actually going on with how we're being controlled, manipulated through our food, through big pharma, through big medicine, through through doctors, uh, through exercise physiology and exercise science, through bad and manipulated science, I can't even bring it up because I'm afraid in my own group I would be you know ostracized from it. And so this actually gives me an opportunity to share what's truly happening in nutrition and how you're being lied to. And, you know, I learned, you know, over 10 years ago that statins were complete bullshit and would kill you, that cholesterol has nothing to do with heart disease, that saturated fat will not make you fat, that it's sugar and factory oils and seed oils that are contributing to high inflammation and the systemic inflammation of your body that leads to coronary death and disease and cancer and all these different things. You know, if you knew what was really happening with the fluoride in your water, you'd be stunned. If you knew what was actually happening through major corporations like Monsanto, who actually grew out of the roots of the Nazi party that came over to the United States after World War II through Operation Paperclip, you would be fucking stunned how you're being lied to. You have no idea. And what me, we and Jason talked yesterday, Hitler didn't win the war. No, but the, the Nazis, Nazis did. Won the, war, yeah. the Nazis won the war. Why? Because though World War II ended, if you didn't know this already and look it up, you know, we took the top Nazi scientists, the people engaged in all this horrific experiments on human genetics and human genome and 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 manipulation of the human body and and dna and all these terrible experiments and what mengele was doing and we brought those guys over we gave them three-piece suits and new identities and new birth certificates and new driver's licenses we shuttled them into the cia where they helped develop the agenda that we're being stuck with right now. And you would not believe how you've been lied to. Yes, you need to build your immunity. We're purposely being shipped indoors to breathe artificial air, to be out of real light. We're being robbed of vital vitamin D that everybody needs to be consuming every single day, of vitamin K2 that is being leached from the food supply. We're being completely manipulated. We're being dumbed down. Monsanto is pushing a vegan agenda that will absolutely rob you of your manhood, your virility, your strength, and your vitality. And this is all a plot to make us weaker and submissive. And if you think I'm talking crazy, you just wait because I'm gonna be uncovering all of this shit in future episodes. And I've known this shit for years. And people often say to me, oh, uh, how can you be that age and, and put on that much muscle? Or how can you be that age and be to that level and competing in bodybuilding competitions? Because I know what the hell is out there and how we're being robbed of our health and our vitality and our virility and how our hormones are being manipulated and how men now are a bunch of soy boy beta cucks with testosterone levels at 200 that couldn't fucking father one children, one child, and how the entire system is falling apart. So, you know, strap in people because we've got a lot to share with you and there's there's much more coming, but sorry to get off on a rant here, but you know, this whole thing for me started with when you find out how you're being lied to within your health and your food, uh, who was it that said, if you control the food, you control the world? Uh, it was probably some Nazi, but uh, you know, that, that's absolutely true. You know, think, what is vital to human existence? What is absolutely vital? Food. If you control the, fo control the food, if you control medicine, if you, if big pharma is lying to you. Medicine now is diagnosed to prescribe. 
It's no, it's, it's, it's for years, for decades. It's not about how to improve your life through lifestyle and exercise and diet. It's not diagnosed to prescribe. You go to the doctor, what happens? What you see the receptionist longer than you see the doctor and you see the nurse more than you see the doctor. You see the doctor on average for seven minutes. And what does he do? He comes in, he sticks the piece of wood down your throat. He puts the thing on your chest. He looks in your ears for God knows what reason. And then he asks you what hurts. You tell him what hurts and what does he do? He pulls out his little pad and he gives you the pill. And then you leave on your merry way, on your way to the pharmacist. And now the whole, you know, the, the whole uh, transaction is complete at that point. You're on the drug. You know, he doesn't tell you to go get sunlight. You go to a doctor, try this next time. Go to your doctor and say, doc, I heard I need to be taken 10,000 IUs of vitamin D every day. You know what he's gonna tell you? Oh, you don't need to do that and that amount is toxic. Well, that's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. Let me go ahead and tell you something else that's bold, people. I promise you this is true and I would, I would take this to my grave. I guarantee you, if you tested every single person out there who died of, quote, COVID-19, quote, I guarantee you that all of them had a vitamin D level under 40. Guarantee it. I absolutely guarantee it. I'm going to tell you something else that's controversial. You want to get really controversial? I guarantee you that the overwhelming majority of the people who have died or had major debilitating symptoms on COVID-19 also had what? A flu shot. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. And there's documentation towards that. And this is all a fucking agenda. And you're being played and you're being lied to. So... Buckle up because the next three months are going to be insane. You know why? Because it's it's 100 days to the election. The deep state and the globalist agenda. Hey, they're running their two minute offense. They're throwing Hail Marys. It's only going to get worse from here. So get ready, get prepared and take care of yourselves because it's only going to get crazy from here. I'm telling you, there will be people lining up like Black Friday to get the freaking vaccine. Yes, they will. I'm telling you, just wait and see. And like I said, I'll be home with my feet on the coffee table, with a cool <laughs> drink, watching Netflix and not watching TV because everybody's a pedophile and I can't watch TV anymore. And so. back into your field, too, if even like with the health part of it, that if you look at numbers of actual deaths from Corona that, you know, Corona caused it, you look at the obesity levels with it, where there's most people that are dying from Corona that a lot of those numbers have, they're obese or they were type two diabetics. Yep. Yep. And that's absolutely true. I've got a client and this is only one example of probably about five. And I'm, and I'm being honest about, I have 30 clients in the gym and I have about 70 online that I work with on, on a daily basis. I've had five accounts where I've dealt with clients in the gym in person. And they've said, uh, just, uh, it was Wednesday. I had a client, uh, he is 70 years old in phenomenal shape. I'm not worried about him, but he said he knows two people that have COVID-19. And we came through this conversation just through small talk. One person where he works and another person that is the child of a family member. So I just, I kind of slyly delved into that and kept asking more questions, went very Socratic with it and come to find out the elderly gentleman that he knows that is basically in his words, fighting for his life on COVID-19. I asked him and uncovered the fact that, oh, turns out he's a diabetic type two. He has a history of heart disease and he's morbidly obese mm. and lives off fast food. You think there might be a correlation there? You no, think? Oh, no. and the kid that he knows, I believe, I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive he said he's 17, said he's been sick at home for three weeks, 
has COVID-19 and is struggling with it and is just now getting better. Well, a little bit of prying, a little bit of investigative journalism. He sits at home all day on video games most of the day or watching TV in his bedroom, drinking monster energy drinks, living off fast food, never gets sunlight, never gets fresh air, breathing artificial air, wears a mask wherever he goes, constantly has hand sanitizer on him. His microbiome has been depleted. His immune system has been shot. So hell yeah, if he got the fucking flu, he'd be in a, in a bad state for a couple of weeks. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's absolute bullshit. If you, you have an immune system, get outside, get sunlight on your skin. Vitamin D is not toxic at any level, especially now you can get some residual calcium buildup. If you take massive quantities, you know how to fight that. Take K2. Why do we have to take K2? Because you can't get it in your food supply. Why? Because genetically modified food is leached, you know, has depleted the soil, has altered the expression of the seeds. They're a fake seed. It's not natural. You know how you know if something is GMO? It can be patented. It can be patented. Yeah, expand on that. Genetically modified, the Nazis. The Oh, yeah. Well, Monsanto is the king of genetically mod- modified foods. And Monsanto was born out of Nazi scientists who came over from Operation Paperclip, and it just kept funneling on and on from there. So it all goes, you know, some of the most brilliant, hey, call it what it is. I mean, some of the most brilliant minds in scientific history came out of the Nazi regime. Absolutely. And guess what? We're not stupid. We, we caught on to that. And we thought, hey, let's defeat Hitler. Let's win this war and let's take these brilliant you know, deranged psychopathic brains, bring him into the CIA, which Kennedy wanted to dismantle piece by piece and got killed for it and put them to work to control the minds of the population and to help fulfill our agenda at warp speed. They're part of the process. Genetically modified food is toxic. There are people literally within my own uh, nutrition groups who say it's not a big deal. You're wrong. It's absolutely toxic. If, if you can patent a seed, that means it's fake. That means it's been altered. It's been manufactured. You cannot patent anything from nature. So you want to make sure that you're consuming foods come from seeds that are from nature that have no patents on it because the things that are debilitating us more than anything are sugar and seed oils as well as not being outside, not getting vitamin D and vitamin K2 and omega-3 fatty acids. Well, you know, how can we ensure that this happens? You need to stay away from genetically modified foods. Seed oils are one of the worst things you can put in your body. And it definitely contributes to the dumbing down of society along with fluoride in the water. People really think you got your tinfoil hat on if you're talking about fluoride, but it's absolutely true. And guess who else started putting fluoride in the water first? The Nazis. The Nazis. The Nazis. So, yeah, um, you want to stay away from genetically modified foods and seed oils. Seed oils will contribute more inflammatory markers to the body than anything else, coupled only or comparable only with sugar. And what are seed oils? Vegetable oil, canola oil, you know, uh, all the, uh, you know, uh, sunflower oil, anything other than olive oil, avocado oil, macadamia oil, and coconut oil. And if you want to know how bad a seed oil or vegetable oil is, imagine that seed oils and vegetable oils are literally when GMOs take a shit, the shit is seed oils. And every restaurant in America that you go to people cooks their food in this toxic garbage. And it's 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 part of your downfall. It's it's part of you, 
just completely dismantling your health, your brain, and every cell in your body is being manipulated by this toxic bullshit. So we, we got to learn about this and we got to take steps. Hey, do we have anybody left listening right now or is it like down to four? Oh, shit. We're done. No, we're at five. Five. Yeah. 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 Sally from Omaha is hanging on like a champ. It looked like a heartbeat monitor for a second. We flatlined for a few <laughs> seconds there. and We're back up to about five. Here, yeah, we're so. at five now. And Sally from Omaha has been with us from the start. So she's either died with her... Uh, with her computer on or she's just uh, she's in another room she just left it playing <laughs> so save some for podcast two and three assuming we actually don't get canceled immediately so yeah i mean that's if, if we even get approved on our first episode if we don't get yanked immediately but uh sorry i kind of went off on that rant but i feel very passionately about this stuff all that's the nazis that. are worried now they're like they got brought up in the first episode <laughs> yeah, all the nazis are sweating freaking cartoon sweat right now just flying <laughs> off their freaking foreheads so um what do you guys want to add to that Nothing. Okay. Well, good. Nothing. Pour another drink. Well, I was going to go with a video I saw this week of Ellen DeGeneres the, the, evidently the, the, out the, in the middle of the woods. You're supposed to say the pedophile. The pedophile. Ellen. The alleged pedophile or the pedophile. I, I don't Thank know. you. I, I don't know which it is anymore. I'm so confused. Stop sucking up. She's I a pedophile. I watched her video. I, I think it was put out at the 1st of July. Was that Frazzled Rip? No, sorry. Yeah. And it appeared to be... We definitely will never get yeah. on anything now. Thanks, yeah. Jason. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> it appeared to be like this I'm sorry apologetic, but I'm not really going to say anything or commit to anything kind of thing, tearful, whiny thing. And I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, something's bothering me about this video. Not just the content, but you're on a damn green screen. The trees aren't moving. The halo effect you have of being superimposed on top of a green screen was apparent. The eyes aren't sinking right with the movement of the head. So I'm either going, is this a deep fake and not her? Is this her but modified? And why are we doing these abrupt cuts between messages so it's highly edited? And if you don't know to look for these things, you just take it at face value. So I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed and I see this or Twitter or whatever, Instagram, whatever it was. And I see it and I hit the play button just for a second to see if it's something I want to bother watching. And for a second, I just get an, a, 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 there's, I'm in the business, so to speak. I work with image editing all the time. Oh, yeah. So we shoot video on green screen. We have to edit these things. We, we use Photoshop all the time. So I can see artifacts automatically to know when something's faked or when something's touched up or modified because I have to do it. So you you start looking at them automatically because you're looking for flaws. I gotta correct that to make it more realistic. And I'm watching this video and my the alarm goes off in me of not right, not right, not right. And I don't know what I'm, I'm like, why am I having this emotional response? So I pause it and I step back for a second going, I'm just trying to watch whatever she's saying or I'm trying to listen to whatever she's saying, but there's something in my, vision that's telling me something's not right and so i go okay turn the volume down and just watch the video and it was so obvious to me that it was a faked green screened you're not sitting in the in the hillside of california shooting this like you just happen to be on some calm walk out in the middle of nowhere as you're meditating on whatever are the tears real appeared to be is it really her? Not sure. Was it totally fabricated to the point that somebody who's not in 
this kind of line of work would see and go, oh, she was sorry. Yeah, it was total PR at this point. I'm like, you're faking it. You're totally faking it. Yeah, you got caught at something. You're not committing to whatever you got caught to because you're being so vague that it's ridiculous to the point that now you make me question you more because you're not saying what you're committing the conversation to. It's the same thing, I think, with the um, the whole Tom Hanks movie on, was it Apple? Apple yeah. TV, the that's Great Greyhound. Yeah, that's yeah. a last-ditch effort yep. to get him he's a back. Good guy. In a, yeah. He's a good guy. Just in case this yep. blows over, he's a good guy. Right, yeah. yeah. In case yeah. he makes it through this, yeah. he's still a good actor. Yeah. Don't, don't let it out. Don't throw him aside. Ellen did, yeah. Ellen's a pedophile. There are so many things that she's done. There's so much symbolism. It's off the chain. You can't deny it. So... Was that her or was it a deep fake? And she's in Guantanamo. Is she in house arrest? Is she in jail? I mean, I mean, look at all the dominoes that fell back to back within what was like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Ellen cancels her show. Um, who was the late night talk show host? Pedophile was piece of shit. Jimmy uh, Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, he goes off the air. And don't tell me for a second it's because he did Carl Malone in blackface back in 2000, whatever it was. Cause, yeah, let's drag that out like yeah, it's new. We've all known that for years, and, and nobody cared. And then, you know, every if you go to any Tom Hanks Instagram or, or Twitter post, the overwhelming majority of the comments are calling him a pedophile. We all know. Isaac Cappy exposed all of them. Uh, the Epstein flight logs exposed all of them. Then we got Will Ferrell. Which, you know, it sucks because I loved Will Ferrell. I loved his movies. I thought they were freaking great. Um, you know, I was a huge Will Ferrell fan. The guy's hilarious. He is a total freaking cringeworthy pedophile. Look at some of the shit he did when he got exposed. And he comes on uh, on the air and does a video looking like he hasn't slept in nine days saying he's going to be camped out in his living room for the rest of the year. I mean, is this too many of these coincidences? I mean, there are they all in... in captivity are they all are they all on house arrest are they all in jail see that's what causes my alarm my internal alarm to go off and i've been through enough stuff in my life to where i have to very deliberately listen to my inner voice and it's usually on to something when it starts going run away run run fight flight run do something don't stand still don't stand you know and when i see her the the ellen degeneres video and that alarm goes off in my head of something's here. All right, if you're not going to tell me very black and white terms what it is, then I have to look at it and say, what are you hiding from me? What are you holding back? Because if you're going to take the time to fake it this far, what's the real truth that's behind it? Oh, he... Uh- I'm sorry, I'm laughing because Jason made a really funny noise. Jason in the mic. like did an internal throat belch, and uh, I'm going to well, say it's because he's well, almost I'm... drank this whole bottle of nasty stuff. Why did you? Get, yeah, Are I you have still to drink the lemonhead. Through liquor? he goes back to the lemonhead, the limoncello. I don't like to waste things. I mean, <laughs> well, you have to cover that. Give before. me another hit of that uh, Scotch he bourbon is, bullshit. He is a. I think you said you're a depression baby. Like uh, I'm just fucking depressed. I don't know how he's drinking this because he. He just keeps on pouring a glass, and I remember the first glass he drank. It literally like grossed him he out when flinching. he finished drinking. Wait, wait but now, but now it's like this. it's nothing. It's like water. Wait till my wife hears this. I want you to. She's take gonna be the, like, "You were drinking. You did that at like ten thirty. You were drinking. Do me a you favor. You had three drinks of whiskey. Do me a favor. Take the remnant 
of the limoncello to her. Oh, she'll love that. And let you're her have that. And you're then, assuming there will be some. Well, I'm going to say, hand me the bottle back. It's, it's Ross Wine's bottle. I got a few more minutes left in this podcast. <laughs> nah, I'd rather see Jason Tomahawk that bullshit right now. <laughs> um, uh, oh, God, where did we leave off? I don't even know. Ellen, I, Houston, I Ellis, don't know what Houston to went on a anymore. rant about I, a lesbian, and now I'm just like confused. Houston about was what talking happened. about lesbians that have been with Jeffrey Epstein, and I, I fell asleep. I mean, the whole thing is like, my problem is. I don't know what to trust. Going back to your comment about Trump, I hope he's a, the right guy in the right place at the right time. It doesn't mean I have to like him, but is he doing the right work? I, I hope so. And that's the problem I have is looking at, I look at myself and my family and friends as concentric circles. The first thing I have to do is make sure my house is in order. Is my house in order? That's my myself. And then there's a circle outside of that that's my wife then there's a circle out that that's my children then close friends then so on and so forth so the further you get out the more i have to like stay disconnected in order that i can't engage there without the inner circle suffering so i've got to make sure my inner circles are taken care of first and when you start looking at this trying to determine how i can help and protect and provide for those concentric circles there's not really a place i know to go other than that little gut feeling you get of like, but then at the same time, how much have I been manipulated in order to be able to trust the ethics and morals of my gut feeling? Well, so I, I have to th- question that myself. Like, doesn't am I being back, ethical right doesn't now? Doesn't it go kind of go back to the QAnon thing? Whether you follow that or not, there's you know it is kind of brilliant with what they've brought to light and what they've contributed to the the social consciousness of so many millions of people, but. What do they always say that how many coincidences need to happen before it's mathematically mathematically impossible? impossible. They're pedophiles. Pizzagate is real. You cannot. Of course, it got debunked because the debunkers are paid freaking far left whack jobs controlled by. Uh, Silicon Valley social media technocrats. So the, it got debunked because they said there wasn't a basement. Though we found out there's basement tunnels leading to every piece of property in that fucking neighborhood. On the whole block. Yeah, On the whole yeah. block. Yeah. And what did, uh, who's who's the guy that, that owned uh, the, the pizza place? The, the 49th most influential guy in D.C.? What was his name? Oh, uh, shit. Oh, fuck. Man. You're supposed to have laptops and shit to, <laughs> to, to like real time. Back check. Hang on. Um, hang on what was hang his on. name? But anyway, the, the guy that owned the pizza place where everybody was going to rape children, including Barack Obama and all your favorite Hollywood movie stars, um, they uh, in an interview that he gave in a magazine, uh, maybe it was maybe months or a year or two before the Pizzagate thing broke, before it was revealed. And it is real. Uh, he literally said, we keep our tomatoes in the basement. He was talking about the, the, the business, the, the pizza place. James Elephantus. James James Elephantus. Yeah, he literally said, and you can look this up, we keep our tomatoes in the basement. So you don't think for a minute that this elaborate network of millionaire, billionaire pedophiles, the most important people on the planet, presidents, ex-presidents, secretaries of state, Hollywood A-list celebrities that go there, that are playing this part of of this pedophile ring, you don't think they've got a plan fucking B in case shit hits the fan? Mm. 
Are you kidding me? Well, Are you about, that stupid? It's all about contingency planning. You of course. You don't do think they anything. thought that shit through? What if we get compromised? Yeah. Go to plan B? I mean, if you look at the Hillary Clinton emails... How many liberal Democrats out there are too fucking stupid to pull up a fucking email and see that these people are absolutely guilty? When you hear Barack Obama talking about having hot dogs flown into the White House at two in the morning and spending $60,000 when hot dog is a FBI registered pedophilia term, you don't have a problem with that? You're going to give that a fucking pass? Are you that brain dead? Are you that vile that you're going to support your pathetic party to the death, even though they're raping children and condoning that shit? Are you really are you really going to go there? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely horrid what these people are doing. And there are Republicans involved. There are Hollywood elite involved. There's music people involved. That's why I said there may be fucking three people and a few military generals in Washington that are legit holding this damn thing together by a thread. Now think about the fear involved in acknowledging that that happens as an individual. So if I have spent my years supporting this party, you know, regurgitating, promoting, whatever it is, change is one of the most difficult things right. in the world. So well, I, I, it, it's so much easier to sit there and say, well, I'm just going to choose not to believe it. I mean, I lived in a marriage of 17 years of being physically and mentally abused and I kept thinking I must be doing something wrong or the change of leaving this is going to be too hard so I stuck with it and I kept sticking with it going well maybe there's something I can change to make it better I can do this no there's not but at some point finally you get to that point where I kept thinking my parents through whatever they went through decided to stay together I can't be seen as a failure by quitting this. And I was raised Southern Baptist. You just don't get a divorce and all these things. So at what point do you go, I have to now receive the label of traitor. I have to receive the label of quitter. I have to receive the label of being a divorced person. And all the negative connotations to go and be able to deal with the people in this, in our small town that we live in, of throwing you onto the coals and just let you roast and help roll you over while you're doing it. Who are these people? I mean, then tell me, because that, that's a brilliant point. When you look at black conservatives mm-hmm. that were once with the Democratic Party, one of my favorite Instagram uh, accounts is Brokeback Patriot. He's, uh, he's a gay man that is a you know serious Trump supporter conservative that switched. Uh, I follow two or three guys like that. I, I follow... This one person who's literally a drag queen that supports Trump. You know, you've got the Hodge twins. You've got, you know, all, all these fantastic African-American uh, Republican activists who who made the switch. And in almost every case, their story is that one of I, 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 I saw through the bullshit and I made the conscious choice to change. What what is the difference in character and mentality and, and fucking deep down DNA that, that I was there too? I voted for Bill Clinton year one, or term mm. one. And then I started to realize, what did I vote for? What is politics? Because when I voted for Bill Clinton, it was just because I was young and in my 20s and everybody around me, I was in, I was in the music world at that time. You know, and and they were all, you know, so self-righteous idealists and so punk rock if you didn't vote Democrat. And I just went along with the herd. And Mm -hmm. I think so many people do go along with the herd. And what Caleb brought up was the indoctrination that's going on in universities is just off the charts. I know two people, two people personally, kids that were 
this wonderful kids brought up in fantastic conservative homes. And they came back from four years of school and were militant, off the chain, psychopath, progressive, liberal whack jobs. And it's like, how, how does this happen? So what's the difference, you know, up, up in the head that makes some people be able to switch teams and some people say, I'm sticking with it. I look at it, it's almost like football loyalty, you know, you know, there's, I'm going to be a damn, you know, Bears fan, no matter what. No matter how bad they are, I'm going to be a Bears fan. If they draft like shit, if they play like shit, they make stupid decisions in the offseason, the owner's a damn piece of shit, I'm still going to stick with my Bears no matter what. And that's what money the Democrats are. No matter how shitty this thing goes, no matter how derailed it goes off, no matter how morally compromised the party gets, no matter how Marxist, socialist, communist they get, now even if they're burning down their own towns and they're supporting terrorist groups like Black Lives Matter, it's okay because I'm going to stick with my party because Mamaw was a Democrat and Papaw was a Democrat and Daddy was a Democrat and Mama was a Democrat. So I'm going to be a Democrat and because I'm so virtuous and I look very, very up, you know, upstanding at cocktail parties and doing my little marches and it makes me seem so brave and virtuous. That just means you don't have the balls and the character to stick by real convictions. Make a switch. Say, I was wrong. I was wrong at one time. I voted for Clinton. But then you know what? I was wrong again when I went Republican and voted for George W. Bush who turned out to be a deep state piece of shit that brought down two, uh, three, three towers in New York City. And the Pentagon. And the Pentagon. There were no, there was no plane at the Pentagon. Sorry to burst your bubble. It was an inside job. Sorry to burst your bubble. I'm still a patriotic, red-blooded American, you know, patriot. But that was all bullshit. And Bush is no different than Clinton. And Clinton is no different than Obama. So, you know, at what point? I mean, what does it take? What what type of human being does it take to just make the switch? I don't now, get now, it. Now, I would even put to that, if we scrape that surface layer off and we look at them as individuals in their fiefdom, in the area they control. I want to I want to help people. So tell tell yeah. them how they can just shed that bullshit and think for themselves. You've, you've got to choose. You've got to look. You've got to research. You've got to be willing to make a choice. I have seen so much fickled nature going through this COVID stuff. Uh, the the simple example I'll give is I, I go to the grocery store. I'm the cooker shopper in my house. So I go to the grocery store, and at the first of this, you get 10% of people wearing masks. And people are look at that, I'm like, Fruit Loop, why are you wearing a mask? You know, you're, you're the oddball out if you're wearing a mask. Within literally the next weekend that I go, because I go once a week to the grocery store, everybody's wearing a mask and I'm not. And so suddenly I'm the Fruit Loop. In less than a week, it toggled to that because we want to follow. We want answers handed to us. And we want to, I'm not going to say be lazy, but we're all crazy, busy, distracted with everything. And it's easier to just go, just tell me what to do so I can focus on what I think I need to, whatever my pain point is right now. Now, if you look... Is that put in our head, though? Is that oh, through sure. the sure fluoride and the processed foods and the mind control yes. televisions yeah. and, and, and the MK ultra like uh, mind control that goes through the predictive programming of our television and, yes. and the mainstream media and the four corporations that control it? That's got to be what it is because you can't imagine a world where people are that pathetic but i would guarantee i would guarantee the parties that are running the deep state 
are not living what they're preaching. Oh, hell no. And that's where I have that You think Joe Biden, when Joe Biden walks out with his stupid fucking black mask on, wherever he goes, and he pulls it off and lets, let it dangle from his ear and being so virtuous and so brave, you know that fucker goes home, rips that shit off, throws it in the damn floor, and goes about his business. Mm-hmm. You know, Pelosi and all these other pieces of shit do the damn... It's all a show. It's yep. all a show because if anybody knows knows it's bullshit it's the people at the top what well, you saw it last night Fauci you saw it last night Fauci, Fauci is thing. Fauci has been through how many administrations yeah he's been in that position he's been through it with definitely Obama four uh he's been through it with the Bushes yeah and it didn't he start with Clinton I think it started with the first Clinton yeah. this but, guy is as as crooked as crooked gets but the crooked is not the important part to the general public is he believable if you put him put him in front of a podium, in front of a mic, the first time you hear him, you're like, "Crap, this guy seems well, to know he what he's talking about." He changed about. his story. Well, he does change his story, well, you, but that requires really? you watching consistently. After two, most people aren't watching consistently. After two it's weeks, I said, bites. "Who is this fucking garden gnome? Yeah. He's a fucking deep state plant, mind controlled piece of fucking deep state shit." It did. It took me if you're three looking, press conferences to to fall to see through that looking, shit. And that's the how difference. do we get people to look? I, I, I guess that's what we're doing. Uh, but I think the most you can do it's no different than my dad was a preacher. I don't want to be. I don't want to be the podcast that just panders to their base. You plant a seed. I want people to come on board and say, "I'm going to listen to these crazy people," and then when they're done, I want them to say, "Hmm, maybe I'll get on the computer and I'll look at some of this shit too." And that those would, guys that would took be the that long time ago. They're gone. Yeah. Don't get <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's only six of them. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one person who's still listening. I couldn't. I don't care if anybody believes what I say. I, I'm just worried. See, about I myself. do. No, I, my, no, I'm weird. I want I them get. to believe for themselves. I want Go people to say, "Hey, research it themselves." That dumbass fitness trainer guy brought up some valid points. I'm going to take 20 minutes. Well, hey. There's 167 hours in a week. I'm asking you to take. One of them, and research some of the shit that we've and talked about. And we're saying the same thing two different ways. Don't believe me. Now, all, I'm, no. all I'm gonna do is shine a flashlight over what here. What did go, we say in the outset? Question everything. Yes. Yeah, but we go to the, okay. Rob's lost what forty followers since you started this, this deal. I mean, but I'm back up. Yeah, well, I know, right. But on yeah. Instagram, I said okay. Yeah, I lost forty some people on Instagram the day I made the conscious decision. There was a day that you know I have been I have been this way for years. But I've kind of kept it to myself because I didn't want it to affect my business. I didn't want to bring in politics and religion and all these things into my business. And then through 2020, with everything that happened, I finally made. Even my wife said, "Don't do it. Don't get it. Don't, don't bring politics fear. in." That's fear of change. And then I, I literally had a night, and we talked about this, you know, last week, where I put up a anti-coronavirus meme uh, that was very edgy and very provocative. And I sat there on my freaking phone and I stared at it for 10 minutes before I hit the send button or post button or whatever it is. And then I said, okay, it's there. It's out there. I've made the decision. I'm going to stand my, by my convictions. And, and here's the thing, and this, this is brutal honesty. You know, I have clients who are liberal Democrats and I love them. I really do. They're good people that I, that I adore that I can actually have discussion with this morning. There is a client in here of one of my other trainers who is a progressive Democrat, and he does not see eye to eye with me. But the beauty of it is, is he and I can sit down for 10 minutes on the workout floor 
and engage in constructive, intelligent debate. And he will acknowledge good points that I make. I will acknowledge some good points that he makes, but we'll also laugh and pat each other on the shoulder and say, it's all good. You know, have a great day, brother. Love you, man. And it's sincere. And am I wrong in saying that the conservatives are truly the the party of compassion and tolerance. I mean, when Obama won the election, I was devastated because I knew his politics. I didn't give a shit what color of his skin was, right. but I knew his politics. Did I go fucking gather all 300 of my friends together to go burn down the fucking town? No, I sat there in my bedroom. I'm like, fuck, well, this is bullshit. How are we gonna navigate through this for the next four years? Then it turned into eight years. Right. Well, you know what's gonna happen. You wanna talk about prepping? We're gonna talk about prepping. Hey, guess what? Full disclosure, I'm a fucking prepper. And I will walk you through why you need to be too in future episodes. But brace up, Buttercup, because when it comes to November the 3rd, regardless of who wins this election, there's gonna be chaos in the streets. But if Biden, the fucking brain dead fucking puppet wins, you know, it's gonna be bad. But if Trump gets reelected, it's gonna make the George Floyd thing look like nothing. These whack job BLM, Antifa, socialist, Marxist, violent whack job motherfuckers, they're gonna be out in, in, in hordes that you have never witnessed before, burning down every city in America. So you better be ready. Yeah. You better be ready. If the silent majority comes out again and reelects this president, which it's not I think they will. Yeah then you better be ready because on November the 4th, you better stay the fuck inside because these violent, intolerant pieces of filth are gonna be out there burning down everything they see. And if you get in their crosshairs, you're going down with them if you're not prepared. Well, that's the thing. Well, we talked about, you, you If you know, regardless of who wins, there's gonna be riots. Yes. But the but, thing but is- But don't you agree that it's gonna be far worse if Trump wins? I, I do agree with that. Because they're the party of intolerance. But at least we have four years to get ready for whatever happens next. And, and you know what? Let me ask you a question. Do you think, now that I'm thinking about this again, do you think there's going to be any riots if Biden wins? I don't I don't remember a scenario where patriot conservatives, they may go march peacefully. Okay, but not a riot. But what what is it when, like, you know, okay, the Cubs win whatever, you know, the World Series. They, they go out, they turn cop cars over, they jump on, you know, it's, it's a celebration. It's not a riot. If you polled those people, how many are conservatives and how many are, are liberals? Well, they're all liberals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, that's what I'm saying. Whoever wins, there's going to be if Biden protest. wins, If Biden wins, the four of us are going to be sitting home going, oh, shit. Yeah. Time to put plan B into action. We got to get ready to be yeah. able to deal with this. You got four months. But I guarantee you, none of the four of us are going to be out burning down no. AutoZone. No. Well, but that, but if if Biden wins and there's a full-fledged uprising riot, that would be counter to what they're pushing for. So it would be the opposite of that. Let it be quiet so everybody goes, oh, maybe uh, they're not so bad. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, you you think, know, but, oh yeah. it's going to be calm. Now, if Trump wins, chaos. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, chaos. It's, it's going to be like... Go Holy ahead and crap. take a sick day on November the 4th yeah. because yeah. it's going to be chaos. Thank God we live in a small southern town. Thank yeah. God we live in a small southern town. Yeah. I'm just glad Caleb's not old enough to vote. Wait. Is this your first vote? What's the no, this age? is going to be my uh, second one, though. So it's only my yeah. second yeah. time voting. Yeah. So you're going for Obama? Yeah, yeah, this Obama? time, yeah. I'm thinking he's that uh, he's probably in. the right choice this right time. I remember the first time I voted was my first year, you know, in college when I was seeing all this stuff I was talking about before, you know, all the brainwashing, everything. And that's when I, you know, I was going into political science and I was getting super into politics. And 
I it it was crazy. I remember specifically my only professor that had a, a right brain was my political science professor, and he, we even went to a Trump rally together because he knew I was like the only one in that class that agreed with where his viewpoints were. He he used to do um. What is it when like you predict who's going to win the elections? I mean, I, I, there's some fancy term for it, but he used to do that like it, and he was on news stations and everything else. And he got heavily ridiculed when he said that he predicted Trump was going to win because he, yeah, he he said that the statement that came out of his mouth was "There's a silent majority, and you'll see it when Trump wins," mm. and that he said that back in 2016. And we laughed and had a good time. And right, and, every, yeah. and everybody laughed at him. They said he was an idiot, mm. and then Trump won, and everybody was like, wait a second. Hold up. <laughs> what? Right. He wasn't supposed to win. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. And, and so this guy, he, he had predicted like the last, I guess like four elections or something like that, and he was correct on every single one of them. Yeah, on a, on a side note, as Jason pours his third or fourth, whatever this He's doing his, his lemon drop. Freaking my, it's kind of like a lemon drop. At my this half uncle, your half uncle. was an a not a functioning alcoholic, just a flat out alcoholic. He could he was a painter, not a painter like artistic, like go paint your house. He could not paint a straight line and cut in like window trim unless he had had at least a half of a fifth. I like him already in the morning. I'm starting to wonder <laughs> because when he would try to stop, he would go and drink. Rubbing his, alcohol. It would be his uh, aqua velva, his aftershave, which is basically isopropyl alcohol, which shuts your kidneys down. But he <laughs> needed that hit of alcohol to the point he was that bad. I'm starting to wonder, Jason. Fuck you, Houston. If, <laughs> hey, I started, I started to go there earlier, and, and I got sidetracked, which is odd with these it's guys. so strange. But, uh, yeah. My wife may listen to this, and she's the only thing she's going to get out of this is... You had how many drinks? I don't think Rob's drank. At 10.30 in the morning? Today? Rob didn't wait, drink. wait, whoa. You had three drinks at 10.30 in the morning it's doing this podcast? It's 15 to 1. It's 15 to 1. Is it? It is. Okay. You're um, good. But yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, honey. Now, my wife, God bless her, She's. we're going to have her on the show at one time. There isn't a day that goes by that she doesn't call me on absolute fire about some bullshit that happened because of her mat, not wearing a mask. We always call it swatting the hornet because, you know, she's five foot two and she she has a uh, personalized license plate and it's called Fireplug. And uh, she gets a lot of odd looks for that one. It's a true story. When we first started dating, um, I, 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 I kind of felt like after a few dates, literally, this is the one. You know, I, I was out with my buddy and we we're having a few drinks and I thought this is the one. And I told my friend she was the one. And. I, I really was several whiskeys in on this matter. And he's like, well, well, tell me about this special girl that you think is the one. And I'm like, well, she, she's a, she, she's a real fire plug. I meant to say spark plug, you know, <laughs> and I'm not the thing that dogs piss on, but I meant to say spark plug because what attracted me to her was she was all of five foot two and I realized after about 10 minutes that if I got out of line at any point, she would whip my big ass without hesitation. That, that, that woman would put a frying pan on the side of my head within seconds flat, and she was very, very strong and stood by her convictions. And uh, <laughs> we were both talking this morning after she was going on a rant about 
masks in stores and th- this woman won't walk in a single store if they require a mask she'll tell you to fuck yourself but you know we both talked about hey if god forbid we were ever forced to uh be out in the dating scene again at this age you know we're talking about there there's there, there's a couple of you know th- there's no way you know and one of them is there's no way you, she she said i could ever date a liberal democrat no way and for me it was liberal democrat and a smoker i said so if you're either one of those two there's no way and she echoed that and she said i'll even just narrow it down to liberal democrat because they're all insane but but she's badass. But as soon as she finds out that I'm getting tanked at all these podcasts, then she might want me to pull back a little bit. Well, I, I love you, honey. I mean, that's why I'm thinking that this this entire um, thing went to basically to damage control for you. I mean, that was like that <laughs> was a should, damage <laughs> control rant. Uh, yeah. When you get really tanked, don't you get to apology mode? Is, I'm sorry. I love I'm you. So sorry. I love you, honey. I love yeah. You. If you tell if you tell Houston you love him, I'm I'm out. I'm tapping out. Yeah, so, I love you, Houston. 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 <laughs> it's not real. The deep state plant, Houston Harris. Daddy Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? We are one hour and 58 minutes into this thing, and uh, which is time. almost a half hour more than I intended to, but it was fun. Hey, here's a little tip, guys. When you uh, download this podcast, break it up on your commutes, on your drives. When you're behind the computer doing work, uh, break it up and enjoy it. That's the way I do it with all the podcasts that I enjoy. So uh, I think it's time to break away. We're going to do a next one or or an episode two here real soon. And I'll go ahead and and tell you the next episode. I think what we're going to do is it's going to be Donald Trump, Q, Nassara, and the Great Awakening or Great Deception. That's going to be the next one. And that one's a neat one because that delves into every little angle and every little subgroup of conspiracies and politics and religion. Uh, it goes all across the map. Caleb's going to be a big part of that as well. We're going to dive into all of it. So you got to make that one. And, you know, I think you get the idea that there's so many rabbit holes we can fall down with all this stuff and we're going to investigate all of it. And we're going to make sure that the information that we give you from here on out is going to be productive, that you can use to make rational, logical decisions to better yourselves and better your family and hopefully turn this country back on course because we don't want to navigate a dystopian world forever. We want to turn this shit around. And uh, But if it does mean that we have to live through this hell, then we want to make sure that we are able to live through this hell the best we possibly can, giving you the best information that we can to make it a little more easy for you. So um, everybody want to say goodbye to the, to the six people we got still hanging on? Bye, we love you. Always verify your trajectory. I don't have anything to say. Except for uh, the Washington Redskins football team sucks. <laughs> is is there a football team out there that still is like patriotic? Well, I thought that whole like the like three rants ago was going directly at me, but for being a, uh, a Redskins fan. Pretty soon the you, Patriots you know, will have to be changed to the Liberals. You know you can't be a Redskins fan anymore. I know. I'm out. I'm okay, out. good. Because right. I'm about, I've heard, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, and I've heard that the coach, what's his name? Uh, Tepper. No, no, no. No, no that's the owner. The, owner. Um, the hell's the guy's name? I don't know. Anyway, he says uh, uh, he's, he may kneel during game one of well, the Panthers season if that ever happens. Goodbye, Patriots. Uh, so, by Panthers. Um, is, is Are the Cowboys? I, I know Jerry Jones, that fucker is like 107 years old, old school. And I, I, I would never imagine ever pulling for the Cowboys because I hate them. But it seems like he's the only like 
old go fuck yourself owner left in the NFL. He is. I mean, uh, is that? I mean, we we all bought into that John Elway parody piece. Oh, I, I jumped on. I that was deal. so pissed because yeah. I thought, oh, okay, I like John Elway. Yeah, I could be a Broncos fan. I was a Broncos fan. Like, I could yeah. be a Broncos. If John Elway really said that, I'm on board. I'm yeah. I'm online looking for jerseys now. Yeah. And then we found out it was a parody article. Yeah. It, was, it crushed me. Bullshit. So maybe we're just done with the NFL altogether, just like baseball. Baseball, Major League Baseball, you are dead to me. Go fuck yourselves. NBA, you are more than dead to me. Go fuck yourselves. By the way, LeBron James is a deep state fucking piece of shit. We'll talk about that, too. And wait till you find out what happened to Kobe Bryant. <laughs> oh, that wasn't just a helicopter crash. Oh, no. boy, guys, we got good shit coming. How do you guys feel about high lie? Is that a decent sport? I'm Can from we just Florida. Switch? I'm okay. from Florida. So yeah, I you mean, should like it. Yeah, I, in Florida, you're into high lie. And you're into greyhound racing. Oh, I because you can bet just, on both of them in Florida. Let's just switch. How so Yeah. Is it like you know a bunch of ball? Oh, I have no, no idea. You got right like this, this long handle freaking oh, thing that with a little ball. Oh. You sling it back and forth. It was on Miami Vice. And like one of the, you know, was it really? I never watched Miami Vice. I don't lose your face. More of a water polo <laughs> fan myself. But, but in Florida, you know, you can you can go to the high lie place or you can go to the greyhound track and you can bet on races oh. so or, or bet on games. So you can also go to the shuffleboard court too because uh. it's so many retirement communities. But you have to have like, like uh, white loafers with socks. And I can rock that. Like, knee plaid shorts I'm and of the age yeah we all we're all getting there yeah we're close i've got my naacp card yeah so let's go i'll be changing y'all's diapers pretty soon soon <laughs> yeah that's why we keep kale kale around he's actually going to be uh working to a caregiver role for us so as we age and get too drunk to move all right guys we're gonna we're gonna sign out here the navigating dystopia podcast episode one is in the books i'm sorry if it didn't meet your expectations but this is what we are but I will give you a guarantee that future episodes will only get better because I think now that we've got this first one in the books, the rest of them will be what it has always been. The four of us just venting and opening up and digging into this shit 150%. So thanks for hanging in there. We'd really appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you leave a review. And uh, we'd really appreciate it if you recommend us to a friend. Join the Facebook group and join the Insurgency. Please join the Twitter page. It's new. There's only a few followers now, but we want to load that thing up. And we want you to give us your input of what you would like to have us talk about. If you have questions, put it in there and we will cover them and we will call you out. And thank you for that. So until episode two, get involved, stay involved, tell a friend. Be bold, be strong. The election's in 100 days. It could be the most important of our lifetime. So hang in there, people. Peace. Have a great weekend. Until next time. Bye.